Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. I can't stop dancing. I can't stop dancing. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I start before we start recording. You say surprise me. I'll surprise you. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is Sons of Slam in your ear for the week of July fourteenth. We are recording on a Wednesday. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mister Joe Black. What is up, sir? How are you? Nothing much. Good thing about having you as a, as a co-host, being a professional DJ, I could just go surprise me and you bring up a song I don't think I've heard in 15 years. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I, I've heard I hear this every week because I'm just playing it for parties and shit. And yeah, yeah, that's got to suck for you. I love this song. Don't pff, this doesn't suck for me. I love this. But if uh, I hear, to hear Cotton Eye Joe one more time, I'd kill somebody. But sure. Now Cotton Eye Joe, that's a song I love. <laughs> Okay. I don't care how many times you, you I don't, dude. If I'm drunk, I will kill at a that wedding, shit. I, I'll fucking murder the dance floor with a con night. Ah, so will I. Uh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I, I'll, I'll do it like double speed. Do you know how to do it double speed? Where you like you jump no. up with both knees? Oh yeah, it's a thing. Isn't that just an Irish step dance? Uh, with both knees, you jump up and hit, slap it with your your hands. I don't know. Oh yeah, see, at your mom's I wedding. I just went du- d- con- <laughs> double speed con night Joe would just remind me of like an Irish jig. Okay. You know what I mean? At your mom's wedding, I'm just going to show up and just do it and then leave. <laughs> it already happened. Hey. Oh, that's right. It already happened. How'd it go? <laughs> it was good. Yeah? It was fun. Good. How did Gabe do? Gabe did, Gabe, Gabe did a good job. Great. Okay. 
Because we have a toy. He did a good job. He had all the music. Okay. All set. Oh, that's set, good. Go. <laughs> that's good that he had all the music. Excellent. He did. He didn't get back to me at all to tell me how it went. But uh, it was good. Good. I'm, I'm glad. It was fun. Congratulations to your mom. <laughs> so, I so, will relay the message. Just so weird to say. But yes, congrats to your mom it is. on her. It is. Uh, I've it, been it, to both of my parents' weddings. It's a little weird. To that, say. Is weird. <laughs> that is weird to say. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird to say. Yep. Uh, but congrats to your mom and her wedded bliss. And now to our wrestling bliss. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. You know where to find us because you're listening to us right now. Uh, and tell your friends. We appreciate uh, all the new listeners that we get every single week. As our numbers grow up, we are greatly appreciative. Um, Let's guerrilla market this thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Put it out there. Yes. And then tell everybody. And then if they tell you to shut up, just tell them some more. Um, Amen. A to the men. I want to. Okay. This song goes on for like another like 20 minutes. Um, first off. Is that the club mix? No, it's, it's a regular mix. It's like a six minute song. Um, that's when the DJ has to take crap. This is. No, that's not because I normally have to get on the floor and show everybody how to do it. Like so, oh, yeah. So I yeah, and I swim my ass off, and then play "Hey Jude." It's like, all right, we're gonna take a nice slow. Song. Oh no, it's I'll, n- I'll be right back. Uh, Six hey, minutes, ten minutes long later. <laughs> so it's either. Do you feel like we do by Peter Frampton? Fourteen minutes. You're oh like, no, no. Oh, I see. No, I, I usually nice. I will I will put back to back. I will put American Pie and then Paradise by the Dashboard Light back to back. So oh, that's perfect. a good twenty minutes. <laughs> that, I think perfect. it's like seventeen and a half minutes. I could just go and do whatever I want. Bro, to you do. can run to the bathroom, have a cigarette. You can go get a drink. You, you can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> you can in that do a lot minutes. of stuff. You can do a lot of stuff. Yes, I've seen some people do blow. It's a whole thing. Um, it's it's you know the party business. Yes, I'm not advocating drugs at all. The party business. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm in. The party business, and seeing people do blow. Uh, let's see here. Uh, outside the ring, before we get into. What I consider to be one of the most entertaining weeks of wrestling probably this year. Um, and I, I will not say that that's a stretch to say uh, because I was just entertained by every single show I've watched. So, first off, um, we want to say rest in peace to uh, one of the greats of the 80s. Um, this week passed away, uh, and that was Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Passed away at the age of 71. And I wanted to actually, which is, I, I mean, morbidly ironic, but um, last week I wanted to talk to uh, everybody about him because there was a video that his son posted online of him. Oh, I think we kind of talked about it, didn't we? We might have touched on it. You're talking about the one where he's in like a home? He's in the home. He's in the bed. And his son yeah. kind of gave him, well, he was talking to his son and uh, or his son was talking to his father, really. And he had food, a tray in front of him, and he's got like a pepper pack in front in, in his hand. He's ripping open his mouth, and he's like pouring it in his mouth. Um, just he, he did not look really good uh, at all. And um, uh, just from from the amount of years of uh, just roid use and and uh, just the harm to his body, it, he uh, like like I mentioned before, he passed away at the age of seventy one. His son Travis um, uh, mentioned it on Instagram uh, on Monday. Uh, he said, "With is with great sadness that I announced the passing of my father, poor Paul Parlett Orndorff Jr." Um, his, his he explains that his father was battling uh, dementia, which he believes was caused by chronic traumatic. <sighs> Let me see if I can pronounce his name. Encephal encephalop. 
Encephalopathy. Encephalop- encephalopolis. Ence- no. <laughs> Encephal- oh. Encephalopathy. There you go. That's there you go. There you go. <laughs> encephalopathy, which uh, if I did my homework earlier, I would have known what that meant. Um, no idea. Don't don't even try to look at me for filibuster. I don't know what that would mean at all. Not even a little bit. What was it called? Damage, damage or disease that affects the brain. Okay. There you go. It was dementia. Uh, well, there you go. It's a term uh, for any uh, diffused disease of the brain that alters brain function or structure. And there's your... Okay. So not really doc, Your doc terminology of the day. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, unfortunate. And that, so, 71 is still very young. So, it's, it's unfortunate that he passed away. But he had... Uh, According to just all pictures that were of him online, uh, he did not have a great last couple of years, but uh, he was a tremendous wrestler. I mean, uh, he was there. He was at, at Mania 1. He was the main main event, part of the main event for, for Mania 1. And uh, t- teaming with uh, Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, taking on Hogan yep. and Mr. T. Um, and my favorite part of that story, uh, of that match, is that... Uh, Piper, leading into that, and we've, we've talked before about um, the war to settle the score, uh, and that Piper basically having a, uh, a boxing match with Mr. T um, that he did not want to lose. It was basically uh, kind of, well, it was forced upon him, but um, in later years, he, he did say that it was for the betterment of the business, that he, he understood it now, uh, well now uh, later on as opposed to uh, in the moment but that he always felt that he just should not have to lose to someone that's from the outside coming in um that, that's an outsider and he just he resented mr t for that <laughs> and he did absolutely nothing uh, other than just be a celebrity um and that was basically the the jump off point for every other celebrity that's come since to, to mania so uh yeah and and Orndorff being a huge part of that and uh he never really had the biggest career of the 80s wrestlers, but he was the typical 80s build. He was just a strong dude, a strong, huge dude. Um, and so it's it's uh, with great uh, remorse that we have to announce that uh, he has passed away at the age of 71. So rest in peace to Paul Orndorff. Uh, what else do you have? Um, on the Paul, on the, uh, yeah, technically the Paul Orndorff front, Mm. I read it somewhere. I forgot who it was, but, uh, Hulk Hogan's first six WrestleMania matches, all of his opponents are now dead. Oh, fun. Fun. (laughs) Fun little fact right there. Okay. So let's, Um, could we name them? Uh, Orndorff, King Well, I was trying to look it up because I can't name them. Okay. So if I can go off off memory here. So one, so Orndorff and Piper. Yes. Uh, two, Bundy. Well, three is also Piper. If I'm not mistaken. What do you mean no? three? Who, who is... All right. Go. Okay. Number one, one, Paul Orndorff. Orndorff and Piper. Okay. Number that, two? That's one. Two, Bundy. Okay. Three, three, Giant. Andre. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. Dead. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania four. I know four and five were Trump Plaza. Um, I believe... Four was the uh, tournament for the belt. Is that right? Please correct me if I'm wrong. Five was the Mega Powers. 
So that, it, four was him. He didn't really have a, a match because I think he was injured, wasn't he? So it was the him tour. and Andre. Th- this is what uh, fandom says. Him and Andre in Atlantic City. Right. It was four. So Trump Plaza held four and five. It was back to back. It was a double DQ. Okay. Um, it was, so WWE. Anyway, I was going to say, it was shit then and it's still shit now. <laughs> Way to keep tradition, Vince. <laughs> it hasn't changed in 30 years. <laughs> it hasn't changed in 40 years. Um, uh, wait, so he he had a, a double DQ. Yeah. I, I, so but I, that wasn't Piper the, and Orndorff. Yeah. Bundy. Andre twice. But that wasn't the, the tournament for the belt? Randy. Randy. And Warrior. That's the six. Right. And I, was, I knew I was going to say. So five was, was Mega Powers Explode and six was yeah. Warrior and Hogan. Yep. Um, but please look into four because I thought four was the tournament for the belts. And that's where Savage won, won the title. No, uh, yes. It was okay. the first round tournament match. Right. Yes. That was uh, Hogan and Andre. Right. And they, they got DQ'd. Yes. Right. And then... Uh, so naturally, both of them so, didn't have. But DiBiase had DiBiase had a, a buy because of that. Yes. Yeah. So that's how, that was his easy way to the finals. Um, and then Savage basically just went through the the uh, the gauntlet. Um, uh, that was actually really good. A really good uh, mania. Uh, very underrated uh, tournament. But uh, yeah. So that's that's right. So the first his first six are, are now gone. Thanks yep. for thanks for bringing the show down. I appreciate that. No um, problem. Those WrestleMania. That's what I'm here for. Well, uh, so so it stops at seven because Sergeant Slaughter still. Yes, with Sergeant us. Slaughter. Uh, what was the next one? Still kicking. Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter was Sid Justice. seven. Sid Justice is still alive. Eight, nine was Caesar's Palace and that horrible uh, mania with uh, Bret Hart taking on Yokozuna, I believe. Um, and that yes. was that was the one where Hogan got. That was ninety four, right? Ninety four, where Hogan got punched in the eye, and he blamed it on a like a jet ski accident. Yeah. Um. Let's see, and then uh, ten was the Garden. I don't know if he was there for for ten. He was not. That was Diesel. That was actually uh, no. Ma- that was Michaels and, and Razor Ramon. And Hogan, then- Hogan and Yokozuna. At nine. Was his last one before? I'm oh, sorry, he did win the belt. The Rock at 18, right? Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's before. Before and then he, he went came to, back, and then he went to to, to Dubs and Dubba. Yeah, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. Started with uh, a little morbid news, and then transitioned into more morbid news, and then we got to some happiness <laughs> where, where Hulk Hogan lost. <laughs> <laughs> he lost, and then he got uh, got the boot down south. Um, only to start the greatest faction ever is is, is NWO the greatest faction ever. Oof! There's See, a there, now, there's now a hot topic going, for you. I know I'm going, going off the rails. Rabbit hole. I know I'm going off the rails here, but is the NWO the greatest faction ever? How what, I mean, what let, would let you let me, use to let describe me, the greatest faction? Okay, so let me let me uh, amend that. Not what it turned out to be, because it, okay. it was basically the entire half of the entire roster of WCW. Mm-hmm. But but at its core, which I will consider the three main guys, Hall, Nash, and Hogan, um, like up to, and then like Giant joins, and then DiBiase was there. So maybe like it, a, it has to go to it has to go to six. So like six, okay. So it, it Xbox to, six. It, I'll 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 allow it to end at six. At six. <laughs> so at six. And it's only because of Xbox. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so right there, and then it just got out of control because then I had yeah. Bagwell and Scott Norton and yeah, no, get out of here, and, <laughs> not, and it branched off into Wolfpack and LW, like yeah, Stevie no, Ray no, no, and no, 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 yeah, stop it, yeah, yeah. LWO. <laughs> Is it now? Just no, don't your tongue when it comes out. No, it's the same shit. Okay, it's the All same right. ridiculous shit. And again, it. it's the same ridiculous shit. And Eddie even pointed that out uh, while he was God bless his soul. <laughs> Eddie pointed it out. Like we have to, we had to, and it was Jericho also who said the same thing. We they had to compete, and then their only idea yeah. was basically him and Conan and, and everybody else. Well, we need to get on TV. So here's another WO for you. Let's put an L in front of it. Is the um, NWO NWO the greatest, the greatest faction, faction in wrestling of history all of all time? Like you're, there's, you're talking, there's Degeneration X, there's like Evolution, okay, well, which, there's which, which, the uh, Shield, incarceration, incarceration, which incarnation <laughs> of of DX are you talking about? Oh, oh, are you talking about the original, the original three, or well, four the, actually? The original, three. The original four, original four. Come on, dude. China and Rick Rude. No, nope, he was nobody he, recognizes Rick Rude. He was OG. He was there. He was there, and then he got That's the call. Very true. He got the call. He was the only person to show up on the same night of Raw and Nitro. That that just happened. Yeah. In 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 fuck. What was it? She appeared on oh Dark Elevation and TNA Raw on the same night. Like this past week, it was one of Bobby Lashley's girls. I forgot the article that I read. Oh, really? But there was a woman who appeared on both Raw and. Dark Elevation, which everyone's on Monday night, at the at the, at the same time. Uh, it's it's dark. dark AEW Dark is that the name of it? Is Dark Elevation? I thought it was just Dark. No, because Dark is just the, like the regular Dark is just Tuesday nights on YouTube. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Regardless, we're getting off track. The greatest faction, <laughs> yes, we are of all time. And, I, and yes, and I'm, as far as DX, I'm, I'm still counting Rick Rude in, in that original OG or. When Shawn Michaels got hurt and Triple H took over and brought X Pac back, okay, with uh, the New Age Outlaws. So there's those two. The, the New Age Outlaws are so under. It, we're gonna get off track again. Did you watch the tag team documentary? I did not. Me neither. But I, I did. I, I, I am gonna watch it. It is part of my homework. But I did hear somebody talk about the top five tag teams. Okay. And um, this is what they wrote. This should be the top five tag teams, even though it's not. At five are the Dudley Boys. At four, Demolition. Uh, okay. We're talking about just WWE, just based on their WWE runs. Three, the New Age Outlaws. Two, the Hardy Boys, and one, the New Day. Now, that is the well, list that I can agree well, with. Okay. Wow. The New Day is not technically a faction. They're the New a, Day they're not a tag team. Is, a, is a free bird tag team. It's a free bird tag team, so it's interchangeable tag team. Exactly. Right. You could put anyone. So all three of them were tag team champions. All three of them were tag team champions. Mm. But someone like the Shield, that's a faction because it was the two tag teams and the one of them had the title. Hmm. One had a singles, and the other two were tag champs. Yeah, I guess Now, so. in my head, it's between the NWO and the Shield. The Shield? As the greatest factions of all time. Wow. Wow. Okay. So strictly you're, you're just over. On, strictly over. Right, skipping over, like, Four Horsemen. You're skipping over, like. Um, yeah. 
the original Four Horsemen. Yeah, where well, yeah. Like Flair, if you want to go Anderson. top five in no particular order, as far as factions are concerned. Yes. Yes, that was the the. Go ahead. I'll go. In no order, because I don't think we have time to put them all in order right now. You would have to do the Shield, NWO up until six. Degeneration X with the New Age Outlaws. Mm-hmm. The original Four Horsemen. Okay. And rounding out the top five. That one's tricky. See, I wouldn't do someone like UE, even though how dominant they were, I wouldn't say they're top five of all time. At least not yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The LWO. <laughs> <laughs> I got to shut your mic off. I Just out of pure principle, I have to mute you. That That's it. <laughs> You're muted. Just unmute yourself, damn it. Like the LWO. Um, if you need to think about it, we have the entirety of the show. As can you not? There you go. Um, Give me another another faction. Like I said, evolution. You have. Oh, evolution. I'm sorry. There you go. Come on, really? Over LWO. <laughs> um, the first one was just for a joke. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, the LWO yeah. top ten. <laughs> 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 no, but for a faction, you have to think about even the tag team of it how they would go on a singles run. Yes. That's why I think the shield is so far up there because you have this Roman Reigns, you have this Seth Rollins, and you have this Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley. That's incredible. All their runs in WWE were amazing. All their runs were amazing. Yeah. But, well, let me let me rephrase that. Uh, rephrase your, your statement. Uh, they were all amazing. Two of the three were amazing. Um. Dean John, the other Dean yeah, John, Dean. Dean John was a mid carter on that trio of the three yes. of them. He was not the, the it was never the main eventer. Even when he was the champion, he was never the main eventer. Yes, but if you look at NWO, you know X Pac was not a main eventer. He wasn't challenging for the title. Oh no, absolutely. But that was, he I mean, was how he many was their mid card guy? Right, but there was twenty seven of them, whereas opposed to just the three of the Shield. Exactly. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So. It, at no point in during the shield run did did Dean John ever feel like he was an equal to Seth or Roman. You forget he was the first singles champion out of the out of the three of them. Oh, yeah, the U.S. title. Yeah. Okay. Like he was supposed to be the one guy, and then Ray, Roman and and Seth were supposed to be the duo. Hmm. That's the original incarnation of the Shield. The shield. It's, it's 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 that I I put the shield up there in the top five for sure. Okay, no, I I agree with that. Um, but it has to be those specific sections of the NWO and DX. Yes, agree because that was the height. That was the height. also people don't give enough credit to the New Age Outlaws for their part in DX. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, some of the gags and the, and the skits and stuff that they did. I mean, the the attack on. Uh, and for a man, a white man, to have those type of braids, <laughs> to pull mint. them off, and to pull them off, um, With, through a through a bucket hat, <laughs> through a bucket hat, the idea that was amazing. The idea, like them being part of the invasion on WCW, yeah, um, in Atlanta was just uh, well, that was Atlanta, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> I don't even know. If I, I, was I believe I thought it was or Virginia. I think it was Virginia. Um, I, I got to look that up, but I, I put money on it. it was Virginia. 
Um, just that, that idea of, of saying, listen, we're going to take a tank and we're going to go over to, I, I want to say the Norfolk, if I remember correctly, as you look that up, please, thank you. Um, and uh, center over there and uh, knock on their gate and it was? Yeah, Norfolk, Virginia. God! Good good job. Holy gee, hold on. Hold up, wait a good minute. Good job, Jeez. look at you. Oh my good God. Bitch, Can't think of Shotzi Black, so Blackheart's name last week and you're like, Norfolk, <laughs> you Virginia. You right. <laughs> uh, there's so few and far between. Um, to knock on their gate and Triple H basically saying in interviews, like, we didn't know if they were going to open the gate. Like, there could have been, like, and as as according to Kevin Nash, they were all behind the gate saying, can we open the gate? Because, you know, my friend's outside. <laughs> and they were like, no, don't you dare touch that. Don't you dare touch that gate. Um, imagine if they opened up the gate. Just, I mean, a sliver could of... Could you imagine if they opened up that A sliver gate? of metal separated two different companies. You imagine that Two a sliver of metal shows going on at the same time that were that hated each other that were that yeah. at war literally at war as far as ratings go and the the livelihoods of of two separate companies, let alone factions, um, separated by a sliver of metal. And if they open up that gate, you imagine the i the what would have happened just as far as a crossover. You know, the idea of of the crossover was when they had the last episode of Nitro was nothing because McMahon already purchased the company. It was already there. So that yeah. idea, that in and of itself was amazing, seeing Shane on that, because just the idea of having a McMahon on, an, on a WCW program was just mind-blowing. But that was written. That was supposed to happen. But if they opened the gate <laughs> in Norfolk and the two of that, and, and both groups had seen each other eye-to-eye, that would have been just insane. Absolutely insane. Probably the biggest moment of probably in wrestling history would have happened. Yeah. By far, if that just if that gate had gone up, you yep. imagine like the course Absolutely. course of wrestling history would just have changed in, in that moment. Who would have known what what could have happened? I, and and if it was like a legit thing where they had heat against each other, even though Nash was on one side and and Triple H was on the other, it, they might have had a brawl. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what they, what could have happened? Really, there's, there's so many like different avenues that that could have taken. Um, but I, I, I digress. Just just again the the what ifs of of wrestling. Uh, it would be a time variant. I don't know if anybody's watching Loki, but that was a very specific reference. I, which, by the way, I need to start watching because I just finished watching uh, Captain America, not Captain America, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I finished, finished watching that, and now I have to watch Loki, but I did see Black Widow. Very good. Highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need to watch that one. And uh, there's a... Is that the on HBO Max? It's, no. no, it's on uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus? Disney Plus. you got to purchase but it, But you have right? to pay for it, yes. Yeah, so for, for that you might as well just go. <laughs> Let's go to the theater. It was yeah, but I mean it was worth I it. I could own that. No, if I wanted to watch it again, I you don't could. own it. You rent it. It's it's a one for thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean you you it's not like a one time view, but you get it for a couple of days. But that's you oh, keep it. No, fuck that. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go go to the theater. <laughs> Spend the thirty bucks in popcorn and uh, enjoy yourself in a recliner chair. Um, I did that for Fast Nine recently. How was how was that? It was awesome. Good, good. I want to see the that whole ex- I was like, this. It feels so good to be back in movie yes. theaters again. Yeah. Uh, and and doing it for Fast Nine might have been the best thing ever. See, I wish that I, movie was amazing. I love. See, I now want to see that this weekend. But um, I love that fa- Fast and Furious. I was talking. Who was I talking to? Um, I think it might have been 
It was, you want to talk some, anything Fast and Furious? You talk to me. Okay, well, I'll talk to you, but I was talking to I'm somebody else. I was t- I, I will, I'm, a st- I'm not even a fan. I'm a stan. I will talk I to you about it, but I will, I will tell you what I told my friend the other day is that the Fast and Furious franchise has gone from basically just road, ra- road racing to yes. in, in F10, they're going to go in space. Like, it's just, it's getting out of control, and I'm all for it. I, I'm telling you. It's, you, know, you think it's you think it's far fetched. What they did in in like seven and eight is insane. But have you seen Fast Nine? No, I haven't yet. Okay, well then I need to end this conversation before I spoil something. Okay, do they go in space? I'm not spoiling. <laughs> they go in space. All right, see. Okay, I will. You know what? I can neither confirm nor, nor deny. deny. It's it's a little far fetched. They've gone really. If you think Hang about, on. if you see the story, um, never mind. If you think about one, though, I'm just saying, just as far as like the arc of the of the franchise, if you think about one and where they've gone from one to nine, it's a little out of control. It's not. It's not per se. Really, five is where it gets off the rails. Okay, well there you go. See, all right, so five one f- when they're dragging a bank vault through the city, <laughs> through the town of Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yes, it gets a little out of control. And well, they're, one, they're two, destroying houses. One, two, and three are all basically, you know, they're all about realistic. Two, if you want to be realistic about it, yes. two is where they start to vary. Yes, because then they're they're both driving for <laughs> the police, the and they have to do all these different things as right. far as using their car uh-huh. to do other shit. He launches. Nobody's giving it credit. He launches himself. Off a dock, onto like he crashes into a yacht. Uh, it's not a boat; it's a yacht. It's a yacht. Okay, that's where. If anything, you want to point to that right there and be like, "Well, we just got out of hand." Mm-hmm. Then three, they go to Tokyo, and he's drifting up a fucking parking garage. You try to do that, yeah. Well, that but see, that's something that could actually be done Four by. But yeah, is but, where it uh, gets that's that can be done by stuntman. Like someone can actually physically do that by drifting up a hill. Yes, but then it gets insane. Like, what was it? Seven, where they're on the train, and and he was uh, he was he was apprehended by the cops, and he's they have to at the beginning of the movie they have to get him off the train, and the car is on there, and they're basically like riding side by side with this like high speed train. The the train scene is from five. Five. Okay, I'm mixing where it. Where he takes he takes the the the, the GT40, and and that that Corvette and him and Dom. Uh, uh, Brian and Dom uh, crashing into the water. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was five. Five. Okay. Five. I'm mixing. I'm mixing my my Brazil. F- my F- yeah, F- F- Brazil. If I'm not mistaken. Got it. But it's all. Listen. The the story. Arc it gone. It went from pink slips. It went from it went from pink slips to they're in space. And I I will just go by your your confirmation or lack thereof that they're now in space. <laughs> I I never said anything about them going to space. Okay. All right, I just can't confirm or deny it. Now, if I, That's all I'm saying. If I see the movie and they're not in space, I'm coming after you. <laughs> well, let's just say that look. I think I'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. But it all blends together, man. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. In nine, we everybody di- gets on. Everybody gets on its ass. Nine. Like, oh, this is so unrealistic. No, it's not. It is unrealistic. Elon Musk shot a fucking car up into space. You're telling me. That some motherfuckers can't. Never mind. Never mind. Because I'm just going to spoil the whole thing. I don't want to do that. <laughs> they're robbing. They're robbing like armored trucks. Like yeah. They, like that's so unrealistic. Like all like seven cars just really just like had to take this car the car down by driving underneath it. Yes. <sighs> okay. 
why you did that yesterday? You said you sound so sure of yourself. Like, oh yeah, it happens, no, in, happens but, in Queens all the time. I, I was, you know, I've I've been in cars low enough where you could do that. Listen, whatever you guys do in Queens, uh, in the nonsense that you do, <laughs> you think on the, that's happening in Queens with these potholes? <laughs> Crazy. I would love to see that happen and just pop right up into the into the truck. <laughs> yeah, you're nuts. That's how I get through the tolls without without, uh, uh, without paying. Yeah. I just you hit a pothole, just I fly lower over. My car and I, yeah. I lower the car. I lower my car and I go underneath the. Uh, oh Lord! The uh, nearest DHL <laughs> trucking yellow fucking truck right underneath. Can't scam me. Moral of the story: It all connects. Get a low car. It's all realistic, and this movie just puts a button on all of it. It's amazing. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I'm sure, I'm sure but I, also believable I love, at the same time. It's not. It's not believable. I yes, will. It is. It's absolutely not. I will enjoy if I see this movie and there's something that's unbelievable in it. Again, I'm coming after you because I guarantee there's something stupid that's just like, come on. Every single every single movie, even one, I've been like, come on, come on. What about one? Uh, uh, what was it? The uh, I got to think about it. There's nothing about one. How they could just have a race war in the middle of the desert? Right, Check. Fine. You All can right. do that. <laughs> a gang of Asian men that are on motorcycles and have semi-automatic handguns? Come on. Again, that is, you make it sound like it's a regular occurrence. It's all realistic to me. Okay. Maybe I've just watched too many shows in my lifetime. I'm just so. like, I see that. I can see that happening. I can see it be flying. Yeah. Neck and neck with the Jesse dude. gets killed for spoiler alert. Jesse gets killed for his, you know, because he, he lost the race and didn't want to give up the car. Come on. Tell me it's not realistic. All right, fine. Thank you. But they may or may not go into space. <laughs> I think that's just what we want to get to. I think it's, uh, I'm pretty sure that they do. And I'll see it this weekend. Um, let's see here. Go see it. Have a nice experience. Pay $50 for a popcorn and a soda. I went to, It'll be my, fun. Friend, went to Black Widow. And we we have completely gone off the rails here this show, but I will tell you right now. I went to see Black Widow. Took uh, uh, my two stepdaughters, and it cost me popcorn was eleven dollars for large and seven dollars mm-hmm. for an icy. Seventeen dollars yeah, well, for those two icy, things. That's extra. <sighs> do you know? Do you know that the the profit that they make on popcorn alone? Sure. Yeah. It's like t- it's like ten cents for a bag. They're, yeah. they're charging like eleven bucks. They're doing. They listen, at this point, I'm okay with paying those prices. Mm. I want to see the movie industry thrive. Oh sure, but not. Like I that. can. I will be able to look into the future. And you see. You see that that number for Fast Nine and how it was the biggest in a year and a half because of COVID. That was because of me. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I contributed to that 1.9 billion dollars. Whatever the fuck it is. That's I have no idea. Worldwide, but do you know what the number one movie is domestically? And it, no. I, I know this for a fact because I asked for asked, asked this question during trivia. Black Widow. No. Uh, nope. Quiet, I can't even think of any movie that are out right now. A Quiet Place Part Two. Okay. Quiet Place Part Two. More than F nine. Domestically. Yeah, but I think I think Black Widow is going to blow that out. Anyway, it's completely digressed. Uh, let's let's get back on track here. Um, what do you have? And I appreciate the F nine. Talk and, and movies and all all things that are unrealistic. What do you have else? Because uh, I think I had Orndorff and oh well, well, I mean I have another thing. If you if you don't have anything, 
No, I got nothing. Conor McGregor. Let's talk about him. Um, him and him and his UFC fight. So UFC what was it? Two sixty one. Two sixty four. Two sixty four happened uh, this past weekend. Uh, yes, and I watched it with our friend Steve. Okay, and some of his family. By the way, and, uh, uh, why did you feel uh, last week when he you completely hung up on him? How did he uh, take that news? Oh, he was angry at first, but he got over it because of how fucking hilarious it was. It was hilarious, and just the 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 funny thing. I wish everybody could have seen it, but you holding your phone up to the camera and having your finger over the end button and just <laughs> the, <laughs> the the just the the preemptive strike that you were about to commit <laughs> on him talking and having a very serious question which I still have yet to get um oh, I'm never going to get it <laughs> no absolutely never yeah um he'll say it at my funeral one day probably. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the question I had uh, let's see here. So Conor McGregor. I just at, wanted to know if you thought Kenny Omega looked like Triple H. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You could. That's be probably what it was. Couldn't <laughs> let me Some say. Shit like that. Couldn't let me talk. Um, he fought Dustin. Uh, Dustin Poirier. 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 Not even close. Poirier. Um, in uh, their third match, uh, and in round one, if you if you uh, and it's all over the the interwebs, if you ha- watch the the slow down version, he kicks. Poirier in the mm-hmm. elbow. Yes. And he's able to, unlike other UFC tragic injuries that we've seen with ankles and legs, uh, he was able to actually kick him in the in the elbow, balance himself. He's walking around a little more, and then he puts his left leg down again, and you see it just snap. Yep. And then he goes down, and then Poirier is just about to like pummel him, and then the referee stops the, stops the match. So the interesting part about that is they both went for, they they both struck at the same time, but they both missed. They mm. struck each other at the same time. Mm. They threw jabs at the same time, and they both missed in a weird way. And then as soon as Connor goes to get his bearings and 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 put his feet in place, that's when you saw it snap. Right. And that was horrific. Crazy to watch. Yeah. That was probably, I think I watched the Anderson Silva one live at some point, mm. whenever that was, back way back in the day. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see the last one on Chris Weidman, but this one I saw, and that was that was wild. Because I think, I forgot who at his house was the first one to notice it, but you, you just see that his leg, it, it happened so fast before he went down and then his foot was just out of, out of view. Mm-hmm. And then the, the round stopped. He dropped. He dropped. The round stopped. And then they were like, you know, separate from each other. And that's when Herb Dean, the uh, the ref, went over to him. And was like, this, you know, we're not doing this anymore. Connor made it very adamant that he wanted a doctor stoppage. Doc, I was, I was just about stoppage. to say, like, make sure you tell <laughs> make sure you tell him it's a doctor stoppage, not because I wanted to stop. Well, yeah, okay. And what if the doctor was like, all right, go ahead? <laughs> no, it, it's... If if I don't say it's it's my stoppage, whose stoppage is it going to be? Your leg, like yeah. So it, doctor stoppage. <laughs> I heard that so many times. He, he sounded like uh, like Nick Gage. Like tell tell put in, tell in the mic. It's not my, it's not me. Yo, I want to go out that's there. That's so funny that you say that because that is exactly what I told Steven. It's the same comparison. He was in utter shock. Yeah. And I let the I let it die down a little bit, and I go, bro, this is exactly 
like Nick Gage when he got busted, like when he nicked his artery. His artery under his armpit. Under his armpit at yeah. the at the tournament of death. Mm-hmm. The tournament. Of He's death. like, make sure they make sure they know that it, you guys are stopping me from getting back in there. Now I I want to go back in there, now, but you guys don't want me to go back. If in that there. was Nick and he had the broken ankle, he he's like, tape it up, let's go. <laughs> First of all, he's going back out there. Yeah. Put him on one of those. Put him on one of those. Uh, one of those little like three wheel scooters that yes. they have get for your, people who, with with leg injuries. Yeah. Get your leg on that thing and get back to work. And go back out there, man. Get some more light bulbs and. Uh, uh, was it the uh, fluorescent light bulbs uh, bash to your head again? Um, yeah, no, he would definitely. Pe- been... People are not giving enough credit to Sean O'Malley and, and the clinic that he put on that kid. Yeah, no, really. Okay, I mean... It's so overshadowed by Connor breaking his ankle. Yep. But I watch Sean O'Malley damn near beat a man to death. And that kid has got one hell of a fucking chin, but he's a crappy fighter. I mean, okay. I, I listen. I couldn't do. It. I would. I would take one punch. And I was I would gonna be say, out. Like, even if I, even <laughs> if I could get up, I'd be like, nope, I'm not doing this. Like, anymore. how far could you get? If I wanted to, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, if you want to, fifteen seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would be ten yeah. seconds of me running around. I'm sorry. It would be thirteen seconds of me running around. One second for him to punch, and then another one second for me to hit the ground. <laughs> And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Connor, nuts. Connor. Connor gets uh, the loss by well, Doctor Stoppage wasn't really TKO. Doctor Stoppage. Um, well, it is a technical knockout. Doctor Stoppage. Yeah, I guess so. Um, immediately had surgery afterwards, but uh, and then also immediately went after Poirier's wife. <laughs> Just like the the insanity of of McGregor. And uh, let's see here. He said, uh, you know, Dustin, you can celebrate your illegitimate win all you want, but you've done nothing in there. The second round would have shown all. And, you know, onwards and upwards we go, team. We dust ourselves off. We build ourselves back. And we come back better than ever. I think it, was, it was nuts. Uh, it was a clean break of the tibia. I, I, I don't. I, I just keep thinking about it. <laughs> I'm trying That's to why f- I'm so silent because I just I keep thinking about it in my head and it it skews me out every time. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find the the record. I know he had a, he had like a, it was like nine and zero before he went on his like sabbatical and then he came back and was like one in three or one or something like that. He had a, he was having a losing record. One in three. One in three. Uh, one in three. And that one was the knockout to Cowboy with his uh, shoulder when he just kept on fucking shouldering everybody. Yeah. Not everybody, but him, cowboy, okay. freaking pop, pop, pop. Is he Listen, done? The, is he done? The, the myth, the myth is over. The I don't think over. he's done, but I think the myth of Conor McGregor did did uh, is 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 damaged. Did well, well, I'll say that. All right, okay. So, despite uh, his his fighting aside, uh, as far as UFC goes, did. The fighting that he had, or the matches that he had with, like, uh, you know, like the sideshow matches that he had, um, mm-hmm. did that ruin his reputation? I don't think it, not directly. Mm. It didn't directly ruin his reputation. I think what happened was that he made a billion dollars, and it is tough. I've heard several MMA experts. And one not so MMA expert in Pat McAfee mm-hmm. say that it is tough to wake up in the morning 
and go trade and to fight a human being when you are sitting on a billion dollars in the bank. Right. You know? Like he made all that money and it's tough to get up and be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock this guy's teeth out. Meanwhile, mm. originally he was knocking guys' teeth out be teeth whatever. <laughs> teeth out. <laughs> he was knocking people out because he needed the money. Now he's doing it for fun. It's a completely different story. Well, it's not fun if you're your reputation can be tarnished. So, like him fighting Mayweather, I mean that that was great for his his bank account, obviously. But and he took a loss there too. But what does it do for his long term reputation? I think it was the last two fights. Yeah, I, I really think that's where it started to go downhill. Was the last two fights? See, I the think two it, Poirier fights. See, I think it started going downhill when he took that May, that Mayweather fight. But if he kept on winning, then that's, if, he a, that's a May, if he takes a Mayweather fight. Even if he still loses, if he comes back into MMA and keeps winning that's, the way he that's used fine. to, completely different story. That's fine. That's but, what I'm saying. I don't he think it was that specifically. But, I, but, I he has, but, but what I'm saying, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is he hasn't, though. So because he hasn't, I'm, I'm oh, well, yeah. pointing back to the Mayweather fight as the start of this decline because he just – you're not sticking with what you know as far as UFC and wanting to, to venture out into boxing. That's all well and good, but it, it was a joke. Um, and so if he isn't, like you said, yeah, if, if we went into alternate universe and he came back to UFC and was dominant as he was in the beginning, we wouldn't have this conversation. But yeah. now that we, he's not, he hasn't been, we can, at least for myself, I can pinpoint at the time when I thought that he was just kind of started on the slow decline. Um, and it was, I think it was that, but, but then it shot back up when he beat Cowboy. For a time, when he beat when when he beat Cowboy Cerrone, exactly that's what I'm saying. It went back up, and we were like, "Oh, was, you know, Connor's back." Mm -hmm. He figured out a way, and now Connor's back. Right. And then it just didn't work out that way because he lost the next several fights. Right. If he had won even one of those fights in dramatic fashion, it would be completely different. Right. So, I think it's the the Cerrone fight. He won that. He was on the highs of highs, and then just went down. It went downhill from there. Mm -hmm. Because the next fight, he was still good guy Conor McGregor. He went into very cordially. And then this past fight was when heel Conor came out. Uh, more so than... And it didn't work well. Than normal. Because, if you want to get into wrestling terms, the baby face went over. Mm -hmm. with, with him talking so much shit after the fight, with Conor talking so much shit after the fight, he put Dustin Poirier over in an immense way. He said, "Oh boy, which one?" <laughs> McGregor said about his wife. Okay, um, she still in my DMs. Yeah, that well, that was pretty good. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at the at the quote, but I'm also looking at the <laughs> uh, this picture of oh, McGregor yes. being interviewed by Joe Rogan when you know Joe yeah. Rogan had to like basically sit down and yes. and now he has his foot in. I'm looking at the picture. He has his foot in a cast, like in a in a splint, wrapped up. And Poirier's wife, Jolie, is flipping him off, giving him the finger. Yeah. Um, and then Smoke the, show, by the way. It's very hot. And uh, you see this. But right next to him is, right next to her, is this guy with a wheelchair <laughs> coming over to uh, wheel him out. The quote was, this is Conor McGregor. And I, he, said, he said, quote, your wife is in my DMs. Hey, baby, hit me back. I'll chat to you later on. I'll be at your after party, the Win Nightclub. You look in bits, you little hoe. Unquote. 
You look in bits. What does that mean, you look in bits? I don't know. There's probably some <laughs> Irish slang that we have no idea what it's really saying. You look in bits. Um, yeah. So that's that was that's where it's like, oh, fuck. I know. That, that's a little hard. And then he just and then everybody just went off on McGregor. Like just they they, they could not have slayed him more <laughs> on uh, on social media on uh, the the uh, analysts just basically going after McGregor and, and just now that I'm thinking about it on on the flip side of it also. Mm-hmm. Dustin said some not so nice comments to a man. Granted, he did go after his wife, mm. but Dustin did say some not so uh, not so chill comments to Connor. Mean when Connor had his fucking leg broken. What do you say? You know what I mean. It was still something along the lines of you know, I, I can't even remember what he said. I just remember. See, you know, hearing what he said and just being like, "Damn, that's that's not how you want to play this." When when the other guy's down and he's still going after, you think it. he cares? Just talk, to, just talk about a man's wife. You think he cares? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's getting overlooked. Right. Uh, uh, we we still have a lot to go here, so we'll move on. But but yeah, Connor Connor, uh, I can't say he got his ass kicked. He just broke his leg. Um, Jimmy Uso. Hang on, before you get into anything. Yes. <laughs> it was the best joke I ever saw mm. about Conor McGregor. Okay. He was uh, Mark Norman, comedian Mark Norman, shout out. He he took to Twitter and said, I've been thinking all night of trying to make a Conor McGregor joke, but it had no leg to stand on. Ah, put a touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, too soon. Um, <laughs> no, it's, that's it's pretty funny. That, that's pretty funny. Uh, Jimmy Uso, who was arrested uh, last week on a DUI charge, he's still in WWE, even though uh, then we'll get into the last of the SmackDown uh, and Raw uh, from the Thunderdome episodes. Um, finally. Fi- fi- finally, but it was, and we'll get into the the aspect of the era and, and what it plays into the rest of the history of wrestling here. Um but uh, yeah, he's still he's still in it, and basically, from what I've read and what I've seen, is that normally it would be a situation where other wrestlers would be out and about, like you'd you know hit the road and find somewhere else to go. Um, but because of not really so much pull that he has, but pull that everybody family. that he's family, and also this the the story, <laughs> the story that he's in, um, basically with his brother and Roman. Uh, so not so much well as well as family, but the story that he's in basically is it's the reason why he's keeping his job for a third time. Um, yep. I'm wondering what Good for him. Is it's all about it, the is luck of the draw, baby. Is it though? It's it's lucky for him that he it, that nothing worse happened because at what yes. my question was going to be at what point is it going to be too much, and then at what Murder. point is it too, okay? That's that's really it because what at what point is he going to have that that one DUI where it's going to be like. Oh shit! He just hit somebody, and, and now they're dead. That's see. I think that is the. That's it. That's what has to come to. That's like that's like MLB. Yeah. That's like MLB having the. There's no nets, but this little girl gets hit in the head. Now we're going to put up nets. Like, is it, it when? When is it like too late before you to before you do something? Yeah. Like, what are we waiting well, they, for? They, it, he shouldn't be. Shouldn't be drinking and driving for the first for the, for the most part. Right. Not for the but most for part. All, for, for all for part. The, for, part for all parts. <laughs> for all parts. <laughs> right. He should know better. Absolutely, mm-hmm. everybody, every, every adult over the age of twenty-one, because that's when you're legally allowed to drink. <laughs> Anybody, you shouldn't drive drunk at all. 
No one should encourage it. Nobody does encourage it. Mm. However, the harmlessness, uh, not harmlessness, the the fact that he didn't harm anybody is a big plus for him. Sure. If there wouldn't have been, if there would have been one person injured in that DUI, like if he had if he had hit someone, or if he had crashed with someone else in the car, it'd be a completely different story. Sure. I think he would have gotten way more punished by the WWE and by the law itself. Sure. I think if he, if he was if yeah if something like that happened and he it was more serious than. What ended up happening, I think he, they'd have to consider uh, future endeavoring. Future endeavoring him. Uh, so he's he's still. But thank God he hasn't, and he was literally the first person on our television this Friday. He really was. <laughs> he really on a tape, was, on a taped I, episode. I was, I was kind of happy. I was like, "Yo, good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah, really and, good for you." And stop the shit. <laughs> Just at this point, learn your lesson. It's been three times. Like you, you've had an yeah. angel on your side three different times. Like yeah, cut it haven't out. you heard George Bush? Cut it out. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool, Fool me, me twice. twice. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> your your impressions are on point today. I got to tell you. Um, uh, Thank you. Congratulations, and I really never should be doing this, but congratulations to uh, Pete Alonso repeating as a Derby champion. Uh, Fuck that! I wanted to see. I see. I was caught between a, a rock and a hard place in that one because uh, I don't like the Mets at all, as any New Yorker does. I mean, well, <laughs> that's not any, tr- that's not true at all. As any Yankee fan does. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. More sense. And also, as a Yankee fan, I hate the Orioles, so I was really stuck in a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I was but I mean, for Shohei, I was to be honest. Okay, I think, like everybody else, I was rooting for Shohei. And he if was not Trevor Story because I do enjoy watching the Rockies. See, you have you have absolutely no heart because even though I hate the, I mean, I don't really despise the Orioles. They're just in the same league, same division, and I uh, want to beat them at exactly. all times. But division rivals, I refuse. I was truly rooting for Trey Mancini just because of his story. And well, his story, yes. Yes. So, but as soon as you see Alonzo, you're like, fuck. That, right. Well, that's why I was rooting for Trey Mancini. 35 <laughs> home runs in the first round, you're like, shit. Yeah, he, I don't know if anybody's going to beat this guy. He was whacking him. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the story, if you are not aware, Trey Mancini for number six for the Baltimore Orioles, uh, he had stage three cancer. Um uh, colon colon cancer, colon cancer uh, yeah. last year, and anything. I mean, everybody, everybody has someone that they know that is dealt either with cancer or some sort of disease, especially cancer, because cancer is just so blatant and so blanketed amongst everybody. It has, no, it doesn't discriminate. It just, it will get you no matter what. Um, and he fought it, and he's back, and he's in the All Star game, and not only is he in the All Star game, but he made it to the finals of the Home Run Derby. So yeah. you know, kudos to him. Uh, God bless. I think that's awesome. And congratulations uh, to Mancini more because, listen, it, it's all well and good that Pete Alonso won and he got his little spinner necklace and his uh, trophy and his million bucks. But uh, Trey Mancini beat cancer for now. And so I think that's uh, being someone that is directly affected by cancer, I think that's an amazing story. So I, yeah, absolutely. I, I, give, uh, I give him uh, major props. Um, anything else before we get into – the week that was uh quickly i don't think we discussed it but uh the lightning the tampa bay lightning just went back to back stanley cup champions Cups. and then dented the stanley cup unbelievable unbelievable so that, that was fun had to had to ship it back to canada i think that's how you pronounce yeah. it uh to get canada. it fixed canada to get it fixed um and then yeah. uh, and then titus o'neil making his appearance and he showed up this week uh with the belt 
Yes. Uh, the ambassador, WWE ambassador, Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want, like me personally, I just want to win a professional championship so I can get a WWE title get belt. Get a title belt. Who gets the if belt? If I was on that team and I'd be like, yo, listen, guys, we can all agree. I'm the biggest WWE fan, so I'm getting the fucking belt. <laughs> I was going to say, who gets the belt? It's got to be like someone is holding the belt or, or they keep it in the stadium and just put it behind glass and say, Logically, they would have been in Tampa Bay this past week and then just went like they were in Tampa Bay. It would be like, hey, let's have the guys here and they bring the belt. I'm sure the, the owner. That's what should have happened. Was the owner like, why couldn't you just damage the belt? Why are you damaging the cup? <laughs> what are well, you doing? No. They're like, thank God you didn't damage the belt. No. no. I'm kidding. <laughs> Stanley, Lord Stanley's cup. Lord Stanley's I, cup. I, even I don't like I don't like hockey that much, but I do enjoy a good hockey game. I would love to. Know. I would love to. Ha- I would love to hold the Stanley Cup. Uh, it is the greatest championship in the world. So I'm not a huge hockey fan at all. I think it's probably my least one of my least favorite sports. But I have been next to it, the Stanley Cup uh, in Toronto. Have you really? Have you seen the guy with the white gloves just lurking in the background next to Toronto? No, they have it. It's it's. Uh, it was behind the glass. So it was in Toronto. The Hockey Hall of Fame. In I thought you were talking about like it was in the the someone had it. Someone from the team had it no. in their escapades. And no, you in just their so escapades. To be there. No, <laughs> no, I was, yeah, I was here. The glass was here. It was like a, literally a, a half a foot away from me. And it's an amazing championship. It's a huge, huge it's, trophy. It's huge. It's ginormous. Yeah. I, all I want to know is the stories that could go with that cup. As far as what's been in it, what it's seen, what who's been in it, and what, what has been done to yeah. it. I want to know if there's been any babies inside of there. I'm sure, I'm sure like, there you have. know, some kid, some guy that doesn't drink on the team, you know, stuff like that. I'm a real sure, family man. Yeah. He just takes his newborn son and just places him puts in the, the cup. baby. Puts the baby That's in the probably cup. Happened. Then someone takes it and, I've and heard, chokes beer out of it the next I've day. I've heard stories of that. I've heard stories of cereal being eaten out of it. Um, I, I heard Vinnie Paul dented it once. Really? Vinnie Paul? Is that it? The, the, oh, he was, he's a musician. I forgot who. Ah, okay. I'll look it up. All right. <laughs> Please clarify that. Uh, yes, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning on uh, repeating. Shout out Shout out to uh, my stepbrother's friend, Pat Maroon, played with in college. Okay. Back to back to back. He won with the Blues and then two with the with the Lightning. Wow. Three Pete. Look at you Mans. knowing. Look at you knowing people. Um, I, know, I know a guy who knows a guy. Okay. <laughs> so three degrees. Uh, by the way, tickets uh, going on sale. Pantera. Paul Pantera. He was the, I'm sorry. He was the co-founder of the heavy metal band Pantera. You don't say. <laughs> what? Pantera. Paul Paul yes. Pantera. Vin, no, Vinnie Paul. Vinnie Paul. Yes. Got it. Vinnie Paul, musician, songwriter, producer. Best known for being the drummer and co-founder of the heavy metal band Pantera. Got it. Okay. I just needed to make sure. I needed the way, to the way you made up. it sound was like his last name was Pantera, founder of the band Pantera. No. No. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, uh, I'll make my English better next time. <laughs> please do. David. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what else here besides uh, Lord Stanley's Cup? Uh, talking about Uso. I think that's all I, I's got. And with that being said, let us. Oh, speaking of injuries, uh, last thing. I'm sorry. Uh, Bailey. Uh, oh, correct. Yeah. So Bailey uh, being injured during training, tore an AC, her, mandatory training. Mandatory training. We'll we'll talk about that right now. Uh, uh, tore her ACL and is out for nine months. Mandatory now training. 
which we didn't really get into uh, last week, but it was stated last week that wrestlers now basically have to go back to training, uh, even if you were an established wrestler like Bailey. And so because of this, she got she gets injured during training and she's out for nine months. You think Bailey was more training or training other people? I think like that, she was helping some of the girls. Maybe she was helping a Bianca Belair, hmm. and nobody wants to admit it. Although for the storyline, it'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, it'd be perfect. Yeah, I injured you in training, and then Bianca just turns heel. <laughs> be perfect. I, I do like her that gimmick. She, is a heel gimmick. We can agree on that. Well, she was heel in NXT. Exactly. Right. It's like the glorious gimmick. Yeah. That that gimmick. There's certain gimmicks that just don't work for a babyface. No, you can't have a glorious gimmick without being a heel. Yeah. Right. And the glorious gimmick and her gimmick are roughly the same thing. They're both saying, "I'm the best." I'm the best. The uh, except for the glorious gimmick was like that intro made him for that time being, especially in NXT when he was in NXT and talking about Bobby Roode. I, yeah. That was like my favorite entrance at that time. Just him being turning around and having his arms up in a Ric Flair robe, his little hands, and his hands doing like oh, yes. like the amplified like spirit fingers and his wrists going back and forth. He's doing jazz hands. It was just amazing, just absolutely amazing. And then he gets called up to to Raw, and then that's the end of his career. Uh, <laughs> um, how the mighty have a fallen. Have fallen. Uh, get him back with uh, James Storm. Uh, let's see here. Yes, yeah, get you, beer money back together. Yeah, to go back to uh, that'd Jim be Patrick. perfect. Yeah. They tried. Listen, they tried to get uh, James for all of one match. They had him in uh, yeah. NXT, and then he bounced. He was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good over here, getting paid less." Uh, let's see. So Bailey's gone uh, for a while. So yes. they announced uh, her replacement for Money in the Bank. Pregnant jokes came a flooding when she had been announced as being for nine months. Family. For for nine months, like, oh, she had a little bun in the oven. Nope, she has a bun in the backside, but. Not in the oven. No, no, no. She got a stinger in the back. Hello. Um, let's see here. So, shit. I forget it. I was going to play the song. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of SmackDown, let's get into that, and then we'll, uh, we will backtrack and get to uh, Wednesday. I, as I mentioned before, and I will say personally, I think that this week, starting from last Wednesday, from, so a week ago uh, today, up until yesterday, NXT, one of my favorite weeks of wrestling WWE AEW combined because every single show and I'm putting raw actually in there for the first time this year, first time this year were all entertaining. Every single show was entertaining. Um, they all, I mean, obviously you, every single show, every single week has like a down spot where things kind of have a lull, but for the most part, like the, the end, and we'll get to it. The end of SmackDown was just really good. Um, we got the uh, the the beginning of SmackDown had uh, Reigns come out and get the family together. So Jay and Jimmy were in the ring. Jimmy came in first, then Jay, uh, Roman, and they had their hug. And now and now it's official. Now the family is the family. And uh, the man who said he wouldn't be Roman's bitch is now his bitch. Um, How fitting that someone who has appeared in the Fast and Furious franchise. Is talking about family. <laughs> you can do anything as long as it's family. Family. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of the memes also online. Oh, just it's the, so good. Yeah. I have a text message thread with one of my friends that's just us <laughs> shouting out different memes to each other. Like it's just <laughs> screenshots of memes back to each my other. My favorite 
videos also have been uh my favorite one so far has been there was a woman who took a blue bottle a windshield wiper fluid opened up the hood poured it in and then immediately after the music hit and she's standing in front of the green screen with the family behind her <laughs> and going on one knee <laughs> after just putting in windshield wiper fluid <laughs> i thought it was very funny um, so yeah, the family's back together. Reigns is uh, reunited with Jay and Jimmy, and hopefully uh, there won't be a DUI to break that up. Uh, King Nakamura defeating Baron Corbin. I really Corbin. hope not. This is what so, we No, need. seriously. Like, don't, like, learn your lesson, dude. Like, I'm sure people are backstage like, come on. Like, you were better than this. Um, and I'm hoping that they kind of push him to get the help that he needs. I hope that fans in Fort Worth, Texas... Have the balls to start chanting DUI, D-U-I whenever they see Jimmy. D-U-I. It would oh, I can you can hear it now. It's like, listen, you got you guys wanted fans back. You guys wanted the fans back. Well, guess what? They don't have <laughs> what would have been great, which would have been the the best topper of the Thunderdome era and the end of the Thunderdome era is if I was playing the sounds and there'd be if I knew I was going to leave leave the company and I'm like this is my last night. If I made like a reverb version of people just chanting DUI, and then he came yeah. into the ring, and the Thunderdome is chanting DUI, <laughs> and Vince just goes absolutely insane at backstage, and is like, "What the shit is this?" They somehow um, got old DIY chants and just remastered just it. Just DUI. Oh man, listen, they they have the Thunderdome saying "You suck" uh, repeatedly, so I'm sure they could have done that. Well, listen, in in, in Texas next week, we'll. Uh, this week we'll get we'll get some DUI chance going. Um, King Nakamura defeating uh, Baron Corbin uh, qualified for the Money in the Bank match. Uh, I'm still curious as to what they're doing with this character because I know I, I've read long ago that they're trying to change his his character up. Um, I think he should just go away slow for burn. a couple months. It's a slow burn, and come back with uh, his his old thinning head of hair. Mm. Like and he just resurrect the lone wolf gimmick. Like he just comes back with that that crappy head of hair on him with the long hair, yeah, and and like a horseshoe crown, just like the old man. Yep. Like, wow. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Listen, from experience, I will tell you right now that if you let it grow out, like he's let it grow out, at some point it just looks pathetic. Stupid. It looks stupid and pathetic. <laughs> yep. So he needs to shave that immediately. I'm wait. I, I'm I'm pulling off as long as I can until one day, and it's. I'm gonna see it one day. I'm gonna just be like, That's I, it. I did it's that during over. COVID. I have to shave every day. I did that during COVID. Like during COVID, I, I remember my beard being insanely long, but like also at, at some point, that's I just, your beard. But no, not the beard. My I'll, with the beard, I let my hair grow. And if anybody knows, I am bald. I shave myself bald, but my hair grows in a horseshoe. So I let it go to see how long I could get it. And how it, bad did it get? It was just weird. <laughs> it was like a fro. It was like if I if you had a fro and just took like a, a buzzer and just went right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse mohawk. Um, That's great. Yeah, it was just weird. I was like at some point I was like, and I had like three strands like Homer Simpson coming out. Like I gotta shave, <laughs> I gotta shave this off. Um, Boogs, shout out to Boogs. Uh, let's see here. Um, Oh, and by the way, yeah, shout out to, uh, again, McAfee is just gold. And McAfee and Big E together are even golder. Uh, having the, the foot bath yeah, that's at, on the couch. I just made it up. Having the foot bath on the couch uh, next to the table there. Just outstanding. That was um, awesome. This is just and amazing. McAfee is the best color commentator in the game right now. Right now. He, he, he's, taking, he's taking the spot from. I don't from, care what anyone says. He's taking the spot from, uh, from uh, yeah. Use your words. Monday. That guy. 
See, I don't even know anymore. One, uh, Corey. Corey, good God. Mr. Graves, if you're nasty. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how bad it's been. That's how, Mr. Carmella. Mr. Carmella, yeah. Oh, she is. I, I think her, her moniker is uh, very true. One of the most beautiful women. The, the mo- the, not one of. I, I'm saying she's. I'm saying. Beautiful. I'm saying she's one of the most. She's saying yeah, she's no, the most. Um, just absolutely stunning. Uh, we had. Um, I think that they should. Uh, Carmella should go one on one against Tony Storm for the title of most beautiful woman. And oh, WWE. Tony Storm. I'm sh- that big Short. old butt is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, it's coming to SmackDown. Um, exactly. A lot, lot of call ups over here with the. Callovers. I think they made a trade. Uh, if you saw last night, I think they made a trade. That's, I think Vinnie Mac made a trade. Vinnie Mac made a, a trade. A three-team trade. I, you know what? I have to say and that. And there's one other person that's involved in that trade that's going to Raw. I have to say, yes. And I have to say that maybe the, the person that's going to Raw, and we'll get to that, because she got one of the biggest pops of the of the, of the the week. <laughs> Not just the night of the week, because which was surprising to me. But um, I think talent-wise, and I will I will put myself out there. Talent-wise, I believe Tony Storm better than Mandy Rose. Yeah, well, Tony Storm was wrestling for. She's been wrestling since she was, I don't know, fifteen. Right. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been. She's been wrestling been, for a really long time. It's been a minute. Mandy Rose came into uh, Tough Enough without having wrestled at all. At all. During during Manny Rose's tough enough phase was when Tony Storm was dominating in Australia. Mm. Australia. Australia. <laughs> like the way you said that. That's true. Foster's. Uh they don't drink that. <laughs> but it's Australian for beer. No, it's not. Uh, according to them. Beer is Australian <laughs> for beer. It's actually beer. Again, the accent is just on point. Uh Natalia and Tamina. Uh Welcome it, to Outback Steakhouse. Had it, don't you don't you crap on Outback? I love Outback. Oh, no. <laughs> with with all due respect, it's probably my favorite one of my favorite chain restaurants. Uh, Natalia and uh, Tamina getting uh, challenged by mysterious partners, and who is it? But it's Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Yeah, I don't get. That's I don't, a I don't weird pair. I listen. I I commend them. Welcome to welcome to the big show. But uh, well, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Going by Shotzi and Tegan, uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, and, and only uh, one of them kept their first name. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, only one of them only kept both both their names because Knox is easy just to say. It's three letters. Um, what? What is that? What? Why? Why? Well, no, it's Shotzi Blackheart is too much to say. Blackheart's such an awesome last name. Yeah, it's very a, true. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That we're, we're, what are we saving time for? That that. The, the Tony Chimmel can that doesn't oh he's not even there anymore that, <laughs> that whoever the announcer is can't say the full name because it's too much Maybe to say they get paid by the word because of a certain someone who had just left the WWE and is now on Wednesday nights also has the name Black okay no I listen but it's Black Heart it's not Black it's just Black it's Black Heart it's first it's the first five letters Heart Black. Then change the words. It's just stupid. It's it's ridiculous. Then, then t- tell me the reason for Cesaro or Big E. Uh, why do they have to drop the Langston? Because it's two more syllables. I don't know. Why did he not go by Antonio? Why did Rusev just have one name? 
After well, a while. Rusev was always. Oh no, no, he, he wasn't. I'm sorry, no, he I'm wasn't. sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. Mm-hmm. I remembered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> uh, moving on. So moving on. So Shotzi, Tegan, win in their debut. Um, yes. And uh, they, they look good other than when Shotzi went for her uh, her coffin drop and missed by a mile. <laughs> but but you know what? Good yeah. for camera angles because it's just she landed on her back right next to Natalia's arm. But you Camera wouldn't. angles and selling. And selling is, yes, Natalia being a, a consummate professional, selling the shit out of that. But if you were in the arena, don't pull that shit off next week, Shotzi. That's all I'm saying because people will see that shit. Um, and he saw that and was like, all right, I think the women need more training. <laughs> we need more training. Don't tear your ACL, whatever you do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so don't, you, pull Seth Rollins, don't pull a well, Seth Rollins. In this case of Bailey, but don't pull it in yeah, Seth don't, Rollins. Don't pull a Bailey. Um, in other news, uh, Sonya Deville comes out and is looking to uh, make the announcement of Bailey's replacement at Money in the Bank. And she announces the aforementioned Carmella, the most beautiful woman in WWE, to replace uh, Bailey. And I ain't mad at that because I'll tell you what right now, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Carmella is insanely, insanely underrated as a wrestler. Yes. She is really good, <laughs> and she is very talented. And uh, she had this comeback and then just put on pause because Bailey had to you know, fight uh, Bianca for 15 different times. Uh, but she, And then she, you know, someone like her, someone like Cesaro only gets one match. But she should definitely get another chance, and she's getting another another chance this Sunday. So yeah. there's that. Uh, I fully support anybody that can moonwalk correctly. Correctly in sneakers. Uh, in, sne- in sneakers, nonetheless. In sneakers, nonetheless. Uh, Liv Morgan then comes out and yells at DeVille because she wants her spot, and then DeVille just puts it in her place. And so now Liv Literally, Morgan, she puts it in her place in her... In. In the Money the Bank contract ladder match. So she's not in the place? Her rightful place. There you go. And there's that. Uh, another qualifier match, uh, speaking of Cesaro, Cesaro against Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins wins this one. Man, just like, again, he gets his program with Reigns, and that's it, and we're back to the mid-card. I think Daniel Bryan's still right in the freaking SmackDown. I think that's what's going on. Well, which leads to what I'm going to talk about later, because we have our, excuse me, we have our eight men and eight women for the, uh, the Money in the Bank, and I think... I guess we'll, we'll talk about her now since I'm just bringing well, it up. Well, no, we don't. Sure, we do. We have seven women. Do we? I thought we had eight. I think there's still one missing. I'm going to check that out. But we do have eight men. There's that, eight men. That yes. I know for a fact because Seth, Seth it was the last to qualify. And I'm going to call it right now. Even though I want Big E and Big E should win it, I, I believe Rollins is going to win. Because I believe Rollins... You think they're going to pull the, the heist of century part two with him? I believe Rollins is, is going to win just to have him pull it against uh, Reigns. Ugh. Uh, I, I think if you want to get uh, like a, a main event going on, I think you get Rollins and Reigns. And that's... Uh, I'm, I'm putting on my, my McMahon hat on. But again, listen. They were able to, to convince him to give it to Otis last year. <laughs> and and uh, that that was that was a shame that they yanked it from him. But if if they can give it to Big E, then I'll be ecstatic. But do I think they're going to give it to him? No, I think it's it's going to be Rollins. I think that they're. Listen, don't get me wrong. It is not easy. I'm sorry. It's not difficult 
for you to pull off a Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins storyline. It's right. not. It's not. You don't need you don't need the money in the bank to pull that off. You don't. But if he gets the, the briefcase again, he can pull off that shit that he did at Mania. That's true. I think that it's going to be someone from Raw who wins Money in the Bank on the men's side. Because I believe on the women's side, it will be from SmackDown. I'm going to throw it out that my two choices to win on the women's side right now are Zelina Vega or hmm. Liv Morgan. Okay. I think those two are the ones who would utilize it the most. Liv Morgan in the actual cash, like the physical cash in, and Zelina Vega with the lead up to the cash in because she's the heel and heels obviously utilize that thing a lot better than the faces do. Hmm. But on the men's side, I think it's going to be from Raw. And I think it should be Ricochet. Wow. It should either be Ricochet. It should be either Ricochet or John Morrison. John Morrison specifically because you can see him. He has held world titles in other companies. Oh, so you're right. So uh, so far we have Zelina Vega, um, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Miss um, Ash. Good Lord. Oh, my God. God Alexa, shut up. Happen. Alexa, shut up. her. God, I can't say. Okay, Bliss. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Little Miss Bliss. Nikki Ash. Uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia, so we yeah. are we are missing one. That's seven. It's missing one. Uh, and then on the men's side, we have uh, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, uh, Riddle. Which I would not be surprised if it was Aaliyah. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, Big E, uh, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Nakamura. <laughs> uh, it's okay. All right. So you got. You got a ricochet. I, I wouldn't be mad at that either. If I can get ricochet or Biggie um, to win, that'd be great. It, the whole point is supposed to be to build people up, and and we're we're doing the. I think we. Can you know who I'm going to pick? You know who I'm going to pick? I'm sorry. You know who I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick Brock Lesnar Ooh. because why not? Yeah, you because know, pull some other bullshit again where he comes out and gets on the ladder and, and wins again. Yeah, we get Brock. This is where he returns. Brock Lesnar wins the money in the bag. He he's going to kick. Uh, let's see who was on the list here. He's going to kick Ricochet's ass and take that spot, and then that's going to be now here. Here's just storyline purposes. Hmm. He could kick Ricochet's ass because of what he did to him in the Royal Rumble last year. Yes, because it was not only. McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's Claymore that sent him over the edge in that match. Ricochet had a assist. With the low blow and pulling the rope down. Right. So, could be. Listen, you're absolutely right. I think what we can honestly agree on Please God, is no. that it should not be Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins. <sighs> it, it, I, neither it, of it them sh- need it. Neither of them, right. Right. And again, the whole point of this is to give it to somebody that sh- that hasn't had it. Think about this. Um, How many times has Kane been in the Money in the Bank ladder match? A lot. Okay. If you say so. Realistically, he could have won all of them. Mm. Because he was in the main event. He was the biggest guy mostly in all of them. But he only won what? One of them? Did he? I think he won one. I don't actually remember. That being said... Mm. It's like the big guy in the. To I'll equate this to the the whenever there's a big man in a battle royal, mm. 
it's always, you know, everybody's got to focus on that guy because he's the one that could easily knock everybody the fuck out and, yes. and throw him over the top rope. Right. This is the same thing. This is for someone who does. That's why Otis was such a good choice last year, and then they fucked it up. They did. Big time. They did. And that's my rant on the money in the bank. He should have been back in this. Yes. If he gets redemption. <laughs> he wouldn't win again, but it would just be cool to have him in again as part of another storyline in here. Can you imagine if he won it back to back? No, I can't, but it would be cool. Um, especially, be amazing. Now, especially now with his. his the only run. two people to win back to back CM Punk and. And Otis? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> um, and then we end uh, SmackDown with just an, an awesome. Awesome end. So uh, the the whole story playing out with Reigns and, and Edge going back and forth, and Usos uh, now that they're back on the same page, trying to get after Edge before uh, he gets there to uh, the Edge gets to Roman, and uh, at the end of the night, Edge is in the ring calling out Roman Reigns. Reigns tells his cousins to stay back. Do they listen? Absolutely not. Reigns is out first, and then you hear the Usos music, and they come out. Um, and then Usos go to attack Edge, get him, and then from behind the Mysterios come and attack the Usos with with chairs, like uh, brutally attacking with chairs. Um, and while Edge and Reigns are going at it, uh, Mysterios get their ass kicked for a little bit until Edge uh, is able to focus on the Usos. Spears one of the Usos. Uh, other Usos gets uh, both Usos get six one nined. And then Edge, Edge with this new thing, man, where he takes a chair and just breaks off a leg of the chair, uh, the back, yeah. the back end of the chair, and does this like, what do you even call that? Like the horse rain? <laughs> you just put, you put it in your mouth and just pull back. I mean, like your guess is as good as mine. That it's, it looks, it, it, they don't even have a name for it on here, but it, it looks painful. You just basically you're just taking this. The reins of edge does have a very good. The reins, the reins of edge, uh, takes a steel chair leg and just like the walls of Jericho puts it in in their mouth and yeah, it is. <laughs> it puts it in their mouth and just pulls. And you know what sells it the most is other eyes, like their open yeah. mouths and their eyes, because it could be edge just basically just pulling back slightly, but they they sell it. They sell the shit out of it. Um. And you it, can tell that they're all family because of the way their eyes look. Yeah. <laughs> when they bulge out of their heads. The eyes, Chico. They, <laughs> they never lie. Never. Um, yeah, and, and Rain's just helpless to at the top of the ramp looking up, looking down while both Usos are getting their ass kicked. And Mysterio's playing like the little slightly heel role in, in holding down the Usos while, while Ed just goes to town. Um, and that is your, not only your go-home episode of SmackDown, but your final Thunderdome SmackDown episode. Um, and Thank we, God. And we'll get to the Raw final uh, Thunderdome. But really quickly, uh, the Thunderdome served its purpose in what it had to do. Yes. You can hate it. You can love it. Uh, you can think whatever you want of it. But for what it was and for what it, it, it had, its purpose was to bring fans together. It had together, a good run. It had a great, we had a great run. And I'll, I'll tell you why I think it's great because despite everything and what, at least for WWE, and what they could do during these difficult times, during COVID, they couldn't have people together. So what was the next best thing was to put hundreds of screens together and say, listen, sign up for this. Um, at least you can have be interactive with 
with the product. And this is the closest thing that we have right now. And so AEW didn't do it. AEW had fans first, but they didn't think of having, you know, if, if you if you were too scared to go outside of your house during COVID and you wanted to be interactive and watch it while, like you were there and be in the Thunderdome, I thought that was a very cool, a very cool thing. And so it was, listen, much better than what they initially had because they had nobody. <laughs> it was, you remember the first days of COVID, how quiet it was? Like the only thing you heard was Michael Cole and Corey Graves going at it in the yeah. arena and the fan twirling around. Um, you know, that one fan, yeah. the single fan at WrestleMania 36. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, and then, you know, it, it, the, the evolution of the Thunderdome, if you think about it, was basically from the PC with nobody to the PC yeah. with NXT up and comers to the Thunderdome and you know just there's nobody there but just these TV screens of fans and them waving around and piped in sound and that was that was we went through two different stadiums too three three, three different, different sta- yeah three, three, three different three different uh, venues I should say three three different ve- yes three different venues uh started off with uh excuse me the um, Amway Center Amway Center the Magic yes heading over to uh Tropicana, Tropicana Field, Field. Um, not park, Tropicana Field, field. does yep. not. It it's not, doesn't get the park. distinction of being a ballpark. Fucking um, race. <laughs> such, um, such a piece of shit place. Um, and then the Yingling Center. And then the Yingling. Yeah, and that's and that's where it it dies. <laughs> it's in the Yingling Center, yep. and it is over and done. Um, and they have video online of actually on their website of uh, everybody taking it down, taking the screens down, and it's just weird seeing <laughs> the, the ramp there, but there's no screens, and that was it. So SmackDown is over in this Friday. We will have live fans in Texas. Uh, moving on. We are, let's, let's stay on WWE and we'll get to AEW last year since it's on tonight. Um, moving to Raw. And what a, <laughs> again, I will shit all over Raw just for its insane repetitiveness and the idea of you set up a, a pay-per-view and they do it every time. And, and, and it's not just them. Like AEW, do, AEW will do the same thing. They did it with, you know when they, when they had the stadium stampede and all the, the the different people in the factions had to go up against each other before the actual main event, but yeah. it's just the and the idea of having wrestlers fight each other. It, it, they're about to fight each other in the pay per view, but now we have to break it up and have individual pieces fight each other before we get to the pay per view. But this week, for some reason, it was just different, and we'll get into why. Uh, so we had our first match, which was great in that we didn't have someone get on a mic first and talk um, to cut a promo. We actually had a match, and that never happens. So we opened up the show with a match. Xavier Woods taking on Bobby Lashley. And to Xavier's credit, he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> he got his ass absolutely whooped. Um, but to his credit also... And a sh- the shock of the night of the year so far, he turns uh, Bobby Lashley in a, in a, in a roll-up and gets the one, two, three. And the surprise surprise victory, which which I'm, I'm so glad that they did this because it was basically set up that way to have an amazing storyline throughout the rest of the night for, for Lashley. Um, just being so dejected and questioning everything <laughs> about what he's doing in WWE as a champion. Uh, I thought they did that very well. I again don't give them credit for much things, but this night was was a lot of credit given to how how and why they did this to kick things off. Uh, so Xavier Woods gets the win, and uh, Kofi goes absolutely nuts. 
Uh, and if anything now, else, if nothing else, sorry, if nothing else, if if Kofi loses, which I, I'm, I'm assuming he will lose on Sunday, uh, Xavier Woods has to get another match, at least for the belt. Well, that's where I was going. What if Kofi wins on Sunday? Mm-hmm. That means that, you know, in wrestling folklore, wrestling lineage, the person who pins the champion gets a title match. Hmm. So if the champion is Kofi. Do it. Does that mean Xavier gets a title match? Do it. Does that also mean that if Big E cashes in on Kofi? Do it. And Xavier <sighs> owed a championship match. Big E versus Do we Xavier. get a triple threat WWE championship match between the New Day? We get uh, How amazing would that be? We get E versus X. E versus X versus K. Versus K. <laughs> that just sounds like an amazing EXK. party. I party. Think, I think you should do it. Yeah. They ecstasy versus <laughs> more ecstasy versus yeah. ketamine. Well, e versus X versus K. Look at you knowing your drugs. A little scary right now. Uh, what? I don't know. I blacked out. <laughs> that was a different person talking. Because of the EXK. Uh, let's see here. That's what MSK stands for. It's just different <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Methamphetamine, uh, steroids, and... Ketamine. Ketamine. There you go. Drugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Lash- Lashley takes the win. Uh, uh, and, and just a weird the, the, the Alexis playground is just all oh, just weird. And um, I'm yeah, bring back a moment of bliss. It's way better. Yeah, it's way better. And this this whole thing with Eva Marie is just annoying the shit out of me. Um, I, I'm I'm all for just being able to look at her, but the the character just maybe and that's the whole point, I guess. You know, and she's doing a great job at just pissing me off <laughs> as far as her lack of better wrestling. than being pissed on, brother. And there's that. So. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal, which I uh, this whole story I found very funny. So Jinder Mahal, two weeks in a row, comes in with this motorcycle, uh, and this bootleg like uh, Undertaker gimmick. Comes in, uh, he ends up in the ring with his sword and destroys it. McIntyre is backstage and he's like, okay, that's fine, and then takes his motorcycle and destroys the motorcycle. Yeah, for all of two weeks. Um, I don't know if I'm to care about the motorcycle, but the funny thing about this whole entire thing is that now, if you look online or about to be sold, is the Drew McIntyre toy with the motorcycle. With the motorcycle. With the motorcycle. The red one. Yeah. You sure it's not 3MB? You can Google it. Nope, it's new. <laughs> you oh. can. It's new. Drew McIntyre is on a red motorcycle. On this toy, that's that's pretty funny. It's it's let's, let's be honest, that's it, pretty funny. It is it is ironic and funny. Um, I do not see McIntyre winning this because of I think Jinder Mahal is going to get involved somehow. But uh, I do not like Drew McIntyre anymore because he's turned into old uh, Roman Reigns. Yes, he's turned into 2015 Roman Reigns. He's turned into like 2015 it. Roman Reigns. That's listen. Yeah. That's the benchmark. 2015 Roman Reigns. That's that's peak Roman Reigns that everybody hated Hate. because he was getting pushed down our throats too much. Absolutely. Ask the entire city of Philadelphia. <laughs> to the point where you booed and The Rock was in the ring. Yeah, you uh, booed The Rock. You booed The Rock. <laughs> and his, yeah. the look on his face was like, oh? Yeah. That only happened in Survivor Series 97. Anything after that, uh, that never happened again. <laughs> that's right. When he was rocking my idea. Uh Nikki Ash. <laughs> Nikki Ash. Defeating Alexa Bliss. I will say... Um, I I think Riddle, and we saw him in NXT, and I think he's 
he's upped his game so much. Not re- wrestling, he's he's always been good, but his mic work has just been like his backstage stuff has been absolute gold. And his stuff with Nikki Who Ash thought that more references to weed would have been better for for Matt Riddle. Well, uh, f- f- two two people right here. I, I think I mean, we should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we would have thought that true. for sure. Um, his his talk and 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 his confrontation with Nikki Ash, his back and forth with her, was absolute gold. Uh, basically, the the gist of it was she he's saying that you could fly and and you know. F- uh, you know do what you got to do, f- go fly, and she's like, oh, I can't fly yet. I'm not really, uh, I'm almost a superhero. And they keep going back and, and forth. And then she goes, all right, now that's my music. I got to fly I got to fly. What? And she's like, it's time to fly. I got to fly. He's like, she's a liar. I thought she could fly. It was just, it was just amazing. I, 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 cheesy cheesy storylines. part and, about Raw. Uh, right now, absolutely. <laughs> and there, there's something that you never thought you would say, that Riddle is just the best part of Raw. Um so there's that, and he keeps looking up to Randy Orton as if he's dead. <laughs> he find I love that, it. He find it that funny. Because um, you know that as soon as Randy Orton returns, it's going to be like to help out. It, it'll go one of two ways. He'll either help out uh, Riddle and then turn on him, or he will turn on him by not helping him out in a situation. I, I'm going to go Or with costing me. him a match. I'm going to go with me. Costing him the title, the contract. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Ivar taking on uh, AJ Styles and defeating him. And then uh, Omos defeating Eric, so we basically had a split, <laughs> which is, I think, just lazy, uh, lazy writing. Uh, yeah. But that was his that was his first uh, singles match, by the way, with Omos. 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 Um, Sheamus def- uh, defeating Humberto Carrillo after just basically kicking his ass backstage, and then just jobbed him. I think Humberto Carrillo just is still on the payroll just to get jobbed. Uh, because you know why not? The people need to get paid. Jobbers need to get paid. You know, when I watched this match, I seriously thought that Korea was going to pull it off. I was like, "This is perfect." Did you really? <laughs> no, because listen, he got injured before the match. Then mm-hmm. you know, walks down to the ring. I that whole point of it being like he got injured to the point where he, he would have won by like a schoolboy, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he just now he's just the champion, so that that. Seamus could heal up more. True. That's no. where I thought it was going to go. Nope, not so much. He just gets his nope, his, his head broke, kicked off, and that's it. Um, I told you last week. I said, watch. Make sure you watch if, uh, any match this week uh, during for Raw. Watch this next match, and that was Ricochet versus John Morrison. Amazing, absolutely amazing match. Uh, I, I mean, this, so damn. Good. This entire trifecta of matches was really good, but this was just absolutely insane from the start of the match, where he gave him a, uh, a neck breaker on the apron, on the outside apron, which I thought he literally broke his neck. Uh, yeah. To the um, to the four fifty, where he, he first of all they they went up on top on top of the rail, uh, the guardrail to the Thunderdome. Uh, Morrison slipped off, so that that was a complete botch. And then Ricochet recovering gets on top of the of the barricade and does a four fifty splash onto the floor on Morrison. Absolutely, the insane. two of them are so fucking athletic. They were so they're so good. Uh, and then on the next move, that next big move was uh, John Morrison on the other, on the opposite end of the ring outside, and then Ricochet doing like this this backflip uh, onto him on the floor. Um, it was just it's all kinds of innovative moves. Uh, they went backstage. They came back from backstage after Morrison was kicking his ass there. Uh, Ricochet kicking uh, Morrison's ass down the ramp, and then Miz somehow got uh, in his wheelchair to the top of the ramp when they were backstage. He was still on top of the ramp. Ricochet goes up the ramp, gets Miz, 
goes down on the back of the wheelchair, <laughs> pushes him off, and does a uh, a crossbody onto Morrison for a pin attempt. Um, the, and then the final uh, final minutes, they had actually earlier in the match set up a ladder from the commentator table to the ring. Morrison was on it was had his back on the ladder, and Ricochet from the top rope did basically a frog splash onto him, uh, and broke the ladder in half and got the one two three. Just absolutely insane. If you have not watched this match, please go watch it because it was just absolutely incredible. Um, I'd give it four stars easily. Uh, f- I, absolutely. Um, again, it, it, if you can go back and watch just all three from the last three weeks, just put them all together, and they're really good. This mat- next match was really good too, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Um, Natalia basically saying that she wants to win every single belt that there is. Uh, go for it. Why not? Uh, Ripley getting the win, and then Charlotte Flair coming in and uh, kicking uh, Rhea Ripley's ass, and then Bobby Lashley. So they had uh, the VIP lounge and MVPs telling the ladies backstage, excuse me, to uh, hype it up, get him happy, and so they get into the ring next after commercial break. They come into the ring. And uh, the VIP lounge is starting. They're asking for Lashley to come out. Lashley comes finally comes out after a little bit, and he's looking disheveled. His tie is down, and he gets into the ring with the mic, tells the ladies to leave, and then proceeds to rip into MVP and saying that this and and actually saying this is bullshit. <laughs> he said this is bullshit. They did not believe him. Um. And saying that Kofi was right, I need to get rid of the girls. I need I need to get rid of all this flash, and get back to my roots. And he had one of the best promos uh, that I've seen of him probably since TNA. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So it's and and then him just destroying the the VIP lounge and just tossing everything outside and breaking glass. And it, this was by far his his best promo of WWE. His best promo, yeah, one hundred percent. That's not that's not going out on a limb. That's that's fact. He had his best promo uh, going into Money in the Bank uh, on the mic, and he just ripped into everybody and said Kofi's done, <laughs> and that is how you cut a promo. And you know, it, I, I give him props. Like he, they had him behind MVP. And I think mark this moment down as far as like his coming out because you know you can have someone like. Like Paul Heyman, be your your mouthpiece, and if you're not really good on the mic, you know that's fine. That's all well and good. Like you know, you have have Lesnar because he can't talk on the mic. Get get someone like uh, like Heyman to do it for you. MVP's great on the mic, but Lashley did everything that MVP could not do uh, in this moment because he was just he's had it. So and you could yeah. tell that in that moment, it was just a great a great cut that he did. Um, Raw man, I I I think probably the first time this year I've said that this was a really good episode, <laughs> and so. If if they could just keep this up now that fans are going to be back and not going to be able to pull this repetitive shit again, go for it because this was. I just don't enjoy Raw still. Oh no no I'm just saying like this one was better than all the other ones because it was less of the repetitiveness. Mm-hmm. But I think the ma- I just, there's something about it. I'm just like oh, me, me, it, listen, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, especially when even Marie gets on. Not uh, not when she gets on there, but like when when I have to hear the word dewdrop, I'm like. <laughs> Come on, guys! It just—I know, I know. It's 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 bad overall, and the again, it's the three hours just it drags and drags and drags. But this episode, uh, I, I give him credit for it. It was really good. Um, if you were to have that in two hours, it would be so damn good. It would be very concise. Get it to the point and do what you got to do and get out. Because you do it with SmackDown, 
and you do it every week consistently good do it NXT every week we're consistently good why not do it with uh, Monday Night Raw but you know USA's had it for three hours for how long now it's been years over a decade years yeah yeah so it might be a decade might might have been since like 2010 2011 <laughs> it's, it's unnecessary we have paper it was good at first we needed it at first we liked it because it was more wrestling but after certain yeah. after a certain point it gets monotonous and, and just mundane over and over again and yeah. so especially when you fire like 98 people in the and it, right and you don't have a, a selection of people to go to when you're you have when you need mid carters and your mid carters end up being your main eventers and your main eventers end up being your mid carters so it's kind of like we see the same people over and over and over again it's fine and well and good for smackdown because you're supposed to have the champion come up first and set up that storyline for the end of the night. That's It's what they do every single week. It's the same formula over and over. It doesn't change because it works. Don't don't fix what's not broken. But at some point, it just it's it gets repetitive. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe this is why they have people getting uh, the call. Uh, so speaking of which, we'll get to that uh, in this episode of NXT. Uh, Dakota Kai taking on Ember Moon and defeating Ember Moon and uh, Ember Moon giving a shout out to her former partner in Shotzi Blackheart. They were champions for a blink of an eye. Uh, let's see. Tyler Rust and uh, Diamond Mine taking on Bobby Fish and Bobby Fish getting the loss. Uh, I don't know if Bobby Fish was going to be the jobber, but. Oh, I mean, of the group, you knew that Bobby Fish was going to be the jobber. Come on. I thought it was actually going to be Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> well. Yeah, but then he proved himself. He so did. maybe we just got to wait for, for Bobby Fish to prove himself or join the Diamond Mine. There you, mine. <laughs> there you go. Then we're going to have uh, Yui all over again. No. Half a Yui. Yeah. Yeah. You got the New Age Outlaws. You have DX. Two different things. <laughs> you got the Yui. You got Diamond Mine. Two different Two different things. things. Got it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the survey. If there were to be anybody that fits Diamond Mine's like, motif... It would be Bobby Fish. I guess. Is there a motif? We don't even know what their motif is yet. Well, they're like te- technicians, I guess. If they're like evolution. They have like one bruiser who's like the trainer. They have the the, the main guy who is, uh, what's his face? And then they have Tyler Rust. Yeah. Roger, yeah I mean, Roger Strong, got, sorry. It's got shades <laughs> of evolution. Malcolm Biv, yeah, but you can't compare Malcolm Bivens to Ric Flair. <laughs> Plus, he doesn't wrestle. This is true. I don't know of any other stables that have had a manager, though. LOD. Right, that's about it. But it wasn't a stable. It was a tag team. Uh, right. It wasn't a stable. Um, stable with a manager. Oh, what? Uh, uh, Bobby Heenan with... Uh, I was just... Yeah, Bobby Heenan. Like his, with Andre and... Uh, I don't remember anybody else. <laughs> oh, well, there was Andre. There was uh, the Brain Busters. Arn Anderson... Yes. Uh, who's with uh, Pinnacle now? Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, thank you. Words. Um, yeah. So what he, were they called? Was it the Brain Trust? They were the Brain Busters. Uh, the, was it the Brain no, no, Trust? No, no, no. The whole group? The whole group. I think it was called the Brain Trust. That's what I want to say. But yeah, you can't really name another faction that had a manager. It's weird. You have people like, like I said, like Legion of Doom. With the Road Warriors, with the manager, with, when they when when they were with the you know the original incarnation when they were with uh, Paul Ellering, yes. Do you have uh, Jimmy Hart? When Jimmy Hart got put with the original incarnation of the uh, 
Hart Foundation. Mm-hmm. It was just because his name was Hart. But one was from the South and the other one was from fucking Calgary. No relation whatsoever. Absolutely none. I don't think there's really anybody else. Heenan family. As far as the Heenan family. Heenan family. Why did I think the Brain Trust? I don't know. It's a good name, though, but no. It is. <laughs> the Heenan family. Heenan family. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Saray defeating Gigi Dolan. Santos Escobar is back. In- up, 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 up. Go back. Okay, what do you got? Oh, shit, right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, sorry. I was like, I'm pretty sure you have it in front of you. It's, yeah. I only have totally notes. So if I'm man. missing something, <laughs> totally, you're not. Totally missing That's weird. So this match was just going on, um, and I've, I don't think I've ever heard of Gigi Dolan. I'm sure she's, was she on NXT UK? You have previously heard her as one Priscilla Kelly. Ah, there you go. Okay. Formally. They're kind of familiar, but I didn't know the name. Betrothed to AEW's own Darby Allen. But they got divorced. Divorced. Uh, yep. So, Saray and Gigi Dolan now uh, taking on each other. And matches <laughs> matches going on, and there's a figure on the top of the ramp. And who is this figure? A very blonde smoke show. Very blonde, mysterious shadow smoke show. And the name is Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Mandy. And so Mandy, Mandy Rose is now NXT. Yes. She is now NXT. And she had, n- other than her her slip with uh, on the ramp with uh, Dana Brooke, really nothing else of note with her <laughs> as far as a, a tag team uh, with that group. No. But she is now NXT. That's a, that's a, a very, it was a very... The the reaction wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, I really she got a nice pop. Did she? I, I thought I, so. I don't think I, I didn't hear anything for her. I it made me pop. Oh, I popped, but it was just it was just kind of weird that it didn't get more. Of, I thought it would get more of a reaction. Um, that that would got saved for later on down the night. But uh, yeah, Mandy Rose watching the ramp and and checking out the competition because so now she's she's NXT. So there. Uh, Going back to what we were talking about earlier in the three-team trade. Yes. I think it was Tegan and Shotzi. I think we're... uh, See, it gets difficult because Tegan was in in NXT last week. They both were. Yeah. And it seemed like Tegan Knox was going to go into the storyline with her former friend, Candice LeRae. Right. And then all of a sudden she got pulled. So what I think was going to happen was Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart were already going to, or maybe it was just Tony Storm who was already going to SmackDown. Right. I do think though that you needed to have Tegan Knox appear on NXT first before she appeared on, on SmackDown. Does it wouldn't make sense? Like when yes. when she just hurt, like it just it made more sense. The fact that they didn't make anything of that storyline now with with uh, Candice LeRae kind of sucks because I would like to have seen yeah. that play out. But now that's not going to happen. But I think it was necessary. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So uh, what I think the trade was, was Raw sent Mandy Rose, probably she requested it, to go to NXT. Why? Because I think she, if if I'm if I'm correct in that she requested it, is that she, I figured she would be able to go further there. Because right now she's just oh, absolutely. In, in, She's maybe in line for a, a, a tag title shot, and then that's it. She couldn't really – she was never going to be – with this character, she was never going to be 
a main event women's wrestler. Right. No. At not, all. Never, no, not at all. She would have been a mid-carder at best, but they don't have a mid-card, and the mid-card is really just their tag division. Yes. So with her going to NXT, NXT being the premier women's division quite possibly in the world, she could have these great matches and put her name on the map as to being a main event draw. Mm. That is what I think. But Tony Storm would have gotten sent to, not Tony Storm, one of them would have gotten sent to, to SmackDown, and Aaliyah, who we saw later on that night, Aaliyah is supposed to go to Raw. So at best, it was just a switch. Mm. Mandy Rose for Aaliyah. I don't know how they're going to work that into Dana Brooke's storyline. But has so a right now, line? what do you mean? If Dana Brooke even has a storyline to go with, I mean, it's just really just her. That, that, well, that it was be. her touch. They were going to get a title shot against against the champs. Right. So that's all well and done now. Now, yes. now there has to be a tag team to go against the champions, and where is that? There is none. We'll have to see. It was Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Right. And now that's not happening. Done. So just so we got this all correct, now you have Tony Storm, who has yet to debut on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And Tegan Knox and Shotzi. Shotzi. No black card. All on SmackDown. You have Aaliyah that went over to Raw. And Mandy Rose on NXT. And NXT, yeah. So we shall see in the future what becomes of that. By the way, uh, uh, there's that. Uh, the the vignettes with uh, Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight as his butler. That were very funny. It was great. I, I'm hyped that he's still a millionaire butler. He's still a millionaire butler. He's paying. Uh, he's paying people to uh, mow the lawn. Yeah. With a small little uh, lawnmower. Uh, let's see here, Santos Escobar defeating Dexter Loomis after some distractions, and uh, we got the help from um, in the in the uh, Hartwell. There you go. Um, trying to lift him, and then he just drops him on his back, which leads to an almost kiss until. Um, Candice LeRae comes and and destroys love, bitch. Um, God damn it. I would just want that moment. I really just, that's like the Ross and Rachel. I just want that Ross and Rachel moment. Just do it. Get it over with. Will will they, won't they? He's breaking my heart. Just do it. (laughs) Uh, Duke Hudson, the the first match of the NXT breakout tournament match. Uh, Very impressive. The two of them, actually. I Uh, just want, I'm pulling for Duke the whole way. Ikemen Juro. Ikemen Juro, excuse me, uh, versus Duke Hudson. Um, yeah, he's a very impressive dude. Like he's great on the mic. He's got very cool moves. That one move that we had, was about to suplex him, but kicked him in the head first before he he dropped him. Um, yeah, just it's very impressive. Uh, he was actually one of the reasons why Rhea Ripley got into wrestling. Really? Because he was he was a draw in Australia, and Rhea Ripley went to a uh, uh, show down there. And saw how good he was, and was like, "I want to get into wrestling," and that's how she got into wrestling. Oh, all yeah. of them came, all those Australians that you see on the main roster. So Reed, they're all friends with each other. Oh yeah, and I knew I knew Reed and Ripley were, but Reed Ripley, Duke Hudson, formerly known as Brandon Vink, okay, and Tony Storm, yeah. and Indy Hartwell. All of them like pretty Crazy. much came up together. Tony Storm's a little bit separate because she had a really long stint in Japan while they were all still in Australia. All right. And Buddy Murphy, Buddy, Buddy yeah. Murphy too. Buddy Murphy, right? Uh, uh, 
But yeah, Brandon Vink, you might know. Alexa Bliss just posted. His... Good. Okay. Alexa, Alexa, oh. Alexa Bliss posted about Buddy Murphy. That was that was okay. where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were saying she'll always have his side or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke Hudson used to be known as Brandon Vink. I said that earlier. Yes. You might know him from his stint on Raw. He had a little tiny stint on he Raw as did. Brandon Vink. In a tag team with Shane Thorne, for all of a second, who is now formally known as, officially formally known as, <laughs> Slapjack. There you go. <laughs> that was my. I forgot about. That was my hint to you. <laughs> Slapjack. Yeah, yeah, that's and, right. Uh, that's... When they were managed by MVP for all of two weeks. All of two weeks. <laughs> what a what a storyline. What a wrestling. I mean, jeez. Um. Casey, Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Carter defeating Aaliyah and uh, Jessica Mia. And it wasn't the match so much as the end result. Mm-hmm. Because um, Robert Stone comes in the ring and Aaliyah proceeds to kick his ass. <laughs> he, she is tired of it and she's done with losing. Um, she even calls out Jesse for being a loser too. And then kicks, like literally, very hard, kicks Robert Stone around the ring. Um, and yeah. Aaliyah gets the pop of the night and who knew that Aaliyah would, would go over so, so hard. Like that was just, I mean, you could say if she's going to raw, that's, that's all well and good. And I could see that that being her, her out. Um, that also was kind of her out with the, as like Chelsea green, <laughs> since she was also part of Robert's dumb brand. Um, and see, see how that ended. But, uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah ended, in, ended in ring of honor, ended in ring of honor <laughs> but, uh, and hopefully play playboy. But uh, according to fingers her, crossed. according to her, fingers crossed. I got toes crossed too. Um, Ali- uh, never mind. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, Aaliyah, <laughs> it's uh, uh, got the pop of the night, and uh, yeah, she really just like she played up to the crowd, and good for her because she's been a jobber ever since I've seen her in NXT. Um, but yeah, man, she just the, that whole spot just put her over the top. So that might be her. Uh, who knows? It'd be her her Becky Lynch moment when she gets that over her over pop, and uh, see what happens. Because uh, she, she I, I don't know, if, I don't know her to be the best wrestler, but with that whole spot that she had at the end of this match, she could definitely be over uh, now. Uh, and then yeah. the main event of the night, your champion carrying cross taking on Johnny Gargano, and with special referee Samoa Joe. Joe. And I love it when the people chant my name. Yeah, uh, Johnny getting bum, huge bum, pop. Bum. Not not only because I think people just like Johnny Gargano, but I think people genuinely hate Karrion Cross. Like not just because he's a bad guy. I think they, people just hate his character. Yeah, um, I think just because he's is is he boring? <laughs> is he like kind of like blasé? I, I feel like he's kind of like eh, okay. See, I don't think so. I love the character. Okay, but it's also not. Really, I'm, I'm proposing a character. something. It's it's not. It's really him. Um, yeah. I'm, but I'm just proposing. I'm not saying that I feel that way. I'm just saying it just seems like he does. He's he's not over. I shouldn't say that. I don't know if he's over enough to be the champion. Like even of as a, NXT. Yeah. Even as a bad guy. Like I think oh, I, I, I'm fucking crazy. I'm telling you, man. I feel like something. Something's off with Karrion Cross. Like it's not like. It's not like when. Um, when Finn Balor was champion, or even uh, Adam Cole, it's just something about carrying Cross having the belt. It's not. It doesn't give like it's the same oomph to me as NXT champions. To other people, uh, that's that's just me. I think it's because you expect it. 
Expect what? Because of his size and stature compared to the entire rest of the people that he's going up against. Look at everybody in the in a fatal five way. Those are the top five guys in the company, you would say, right? Yes, yes. Karrion Cross, Adam Cole. Tommaso. Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano. Tommaso Ciampa. He wasn't in that fatal five way. It was Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Karrion Cross, and Pete Dunn. Sorry, you're right. Finn Balor wasn't in that either. Sure he was. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. Pete, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, Karrion Cross. That's a fatal five way. Kyle O'Reilly. Good God. Okay. All right. I'm thinking of right? t- those. I, I'm not saying those are the top five. You throw in. Uh, you throw in. Uh, I'm thinking of the four way. Finn had. Balor <laughs> and okay, yeah. All these wrestling <laughs> ways are just confusing. You throw in. You throw in Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. That's that rounds out your top guys mm. in the w, in, in NXT. NXT, right? Karrion Cross towers over all of them, and he's a menace to society. <laughs> okay. So you expect him to be the champion. That's all well and good. I just feel like there's something with his character that fans are not like. If he was like, if he was over as champion, I, I think he would get more of a response. I, listen, I, I I don't like the NXT crowd to begin with because they just seem to not be responsive a, at all. Like if you come to marks, like, I you have to be a mark to be a, a crowd member in an NXT show right now. I, I, so so they don't know or an extra. So they don't know who these these wrestlers are when they go to these shows. No, they do. They know too well. I think that's why. Oh uh, well, I don't know. They they well. They, my point being is they loved Johnny and they were firmly behind him as if he was a face. Um, so Gargano and the way are kind of like towing that line of like antihero, like you know, kind of either face or heel going either way. Yeah. Um, but the the headline of this this ma- this match it was not only was it really good. But again, because Samoa Joe was the special referee, and when they have the special referees, they you know can't push him too far. Uh, so he reluctantly gives him the one, two, three uh, for Cross to win, and then he gets in, in Cross's face. He's about to leave the ring, and Cross puts him in that chokehold and the guillotine hold, and passes out. <laughs> Samoa Joe does, and then by the end of the night, Karen Cross is standing over him with the belt. Fade to black, and then th- behind the scenes afterwards online, you see Smojo finally getting up and uh, taking the steel chair. <laughs> it's not a steel chair. It's taking the, uh, the steel steps and going to the back, up the ramp to find Karrion Cross, and then that, that's the end of the video. Um, you know what that means? I Samoa think Joe has been provoked. He's been provoked. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Which means Samoa Joe can wrestle. Let's go. Uh, that'd be cool. Get get Cross and get Cross and Joe, man. Because if if there's gonna be anybody that that takes the belt off of carrying Cross, for Cross to finally get the call, it's gonna be Samoa Joe. Maybe that was the whole the whole point. It's like, listen, Joe, we want you back, but we'll make you a champ. But you have to go to NXT here. Like maybe it was there was a we we're just circling back to a month ago when we were talking about Joe's return and uh, what would what could come of this and why he would go to NXT, and maybe this is. It was like uh, we'll do this, and this is what we'll do for you, and give you the belt, and this is how it's going to play out. Uh, so NXT really good. Uh, so so all three of WWE's programming, uh, uh, main programs, uh, well not count two hundred five, uh, just doing really good. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Two hundred five, bro. Come on. No, stop it. Um, so all three. There's really- only one two hundred five in the company nowadays. 
Who's that? Jimmy Uso. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you blew a what? A point two? Okay. Um, AEW. Dino right, Mike. So listen. We bring him back. <laughs> And we just make his show 205. Just, it's just Jimmy. Just like NWO had their own pay-per-view, Jimmy will have his own show every week. And to see how much he... It, that, that should be it. Can you blow more than 205 every week? Uh, <laughs> Road Rager. AE dubs. By the way, tickets go on sale. If I, I mentioned before, I'll mention it again. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Friday. Queens. Queens stand up. Uh... Road Rager, dollar, dollar bill, Miami, Florida, in the James L. Knight Center, and we are back to uh, on the road. Their first, their first show on the road, and what a night! What a night! Starting off with the South that Beach crowd was fucking electric. They were on fire. <laughs> they were on fire, and that that, oh, that watching that crowd start the night got me hyped to be there uh, when we when we go. Not only are we going. Shout out to anybody going to AEW in the New York area. Uh, not only are we going the 16th, since we had those tickets that we keep talking about last year, they finally rescheduled it for the 22nd. And the Arthur Ashe event is happening the 16th. When does that happen? Seven days apart, my friends. We're going back Hell to back. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back to back. Uh, South Beach strap match. We got uh, Cody Rhodes taking on QT Marshall. And... Uh, Man, the, 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 Cody, I give I give credit Cody credits first off because he's dealing with all the bullshit backstage because he, there's still t- reports like even came out this week of him and uh, uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks still ha- at odds with each other like legit heat. So Cody Rhodes taking on Marshall and uh, just the idea of getting slapped around with this this strap is just absolutely insane uh, and it looks painful too. So the rules of the of the match, you have to touch all four corners uh, while strapped to this other uh, your opponent. Thank God. Um, with what? That it was that that it was those rules. Or why? As, didn't we get a strap match on Raw last week, two weeks ago? Oh, with uh, at the whatever with. You know what I mean? But it's like with Elias. That, that was by pinfoil. That, pinfoil. Pinfoil. Pinfoil and submission. Uh. <laughs> I like the I like the original rules for the match. Yes, during the match, as uh, however, there was a blackout. Um, very quickly, and the lights came back on, and uh, there were apologies apologies all around for that. Um, Cody takes the win on this one. Foreshadowing for later. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Cody takes the win. Sean Spears backstage talking smack about Sammy Guevara. Tony Schiavone is in the ring with Kenny Omega. And uh, Don Callis and and the fans. This is why I love being back uh, with with live fans. And basically, they were they were shouting that you got fired. Yep. Since he was was that a legit firing from Impact? Or Was that like just storyline? That was storyline. But he is also not working with Impact anymore because I think his contract ran out. Ran out. He, if I'm not mistaken, he is full time backstage at, at AEW. AEW. Don't don't, don't don't you pull a JR. Don't pull a JR. He got he got death threats. Did you know that? He got death threats. He got death threats for saying WWE dynamite. I mean, how how wow. how ridiculously stupid are people? Yeah, like laugh at it. I mean, it's funny. It's it's JR. Like JR is now known as that guy. Like don't don't be don't be that. Don't be an asshole. He is a national treasure. He is a national treasure despite man, him having Alzheimer's. Listen. The man <laughs> He doesn't know, know where he Alzheimer's is a little much. He doesn't know where he works. 
but yeah, he, he's still a great announcer. So don't you the dare. The man has been through so much in his life. He is a he widow, goddammit. <laughs> Cut the man a little bit of slack. Cut him some slack. So what? He said WWE Dynamite. Who cares? Death threats. Seriously. like That's, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so they, they shouted, uh, you got fired at Don Callis. And uh, what, what did he say? He was, uh, basically, uh, it's uh, I'd rather be fired or it's more badass being fired or something like that. I um, forgot. Anyway, something like that. So Callis had the, had those comments, and then the, the chance of we won Hangman started uh, uh, dispersing from the crowd. Dark Order's music hit. Evil Uno on the mic, and then Omega with the the joke of all jokes, uh, the the biggest dad joke of all. Well, not even the dad joke, just amongst other buddies. Um, it's the capital of Thailand, and he goes <laughs> and Uno's like, "Is this trivia night?" And, and Omega kicks him in the nuts. Like, it's Bangkok. <laughs> everybody First comes. All, if somebody asks me what the capital of Thailand is, I'm immediately putting on my dukes. I'm like, are, are we going? <laughs> are we doing this out? What's going on? <laughs> or maybe I would. I would go first. I would kick first. <laughs> Say, yeah, Bangkok. And just kick him. Uh, and then Hangman comes out and starts uh, beating up the Good Brothers. Tries. Oh, actually, no. He comes into the ring. Faces. Goes face to face with Omega first, and then goes after the Good Brothers. Omega hightails it out of the ring with his belt so we're slowly <laughs> as AEW does slowly inching closer to this match uh all out all out and end of august let's do it that's and that's where the belt's gonna change hands that's where the belt's gonna change hands. we're gonna have a new champ mark my words now, now uh, i wonder which he loses first if he loses one of the other belts first or if he loses the AEW. so first. is he gonna lose a belt to sammy callahan at impact, it's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it should. I'll tell you this: if it does happen, if he loses the, that's this weekend, isn't it? It is this weekend. Yeah. So if he loses the belt to Sammy Callahan at insert name of uh, Impact pay per view <laughs> that we do not know about, uh, <laughs> if he loses the Impact and certain name the here. TNA Championship, yes. We'd have to Does that that I will say that for sure means that he's losing the AEW championship. It's it's Slammiversary, by the way. Hey, man. <laughs> it's probably like the is biggest, it really? It's like the biggest pay per view. Okay, <laughs> I apologize for impact. That is Do you though? I have known <laughs> Whatever. It's a no disqualification match. Kenny Omega. I don't know. I thought it was one of their weird pay per views, like Resurrection, that they have in the middle of the year. It, I don't even know if that's a pay per view name. That's, that's just what I assume it is. It's not a thing. Uh, the stipulation was just added: the no DQ for this Saturday. Uh, Slammiversary. Oh, so he's gonna win. Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega is going to win. Oh, because of DQ. No, no DQ. Because of no DQ. Got it. It's going to have. The, it's going to be a three-on-one match, and then Q fucking Wild Thing. John Mox is going to help out and get destroyed. <laughs> wild Thing. Yep. All right. There you go. Uh, so there's there's Page, uh, Jim Ross sitting down with uh, Ethan Page and uh, Darby Allen. Uh, basically saying, uh, say. I plucked you from obscure. Oh, oh, so yeah. So Darby Allen basically called out Ethan. He said, my first year in wrestling was Ethan's 12th year. Oh, he said, he just, he interrupted Jim Ross. Let me go back. Cause I'm, I'm all over the place. Interrupted Jim Ross said, I, I know what the problem is. This is Darby Allen. He said, quote, my first year in wrestling was Ethan's 12th year. And Ethan couldn't stand it that I made it to the same spot as him in just one year. And I made it to AEW before Ethan did. And he couldn't stand that. And then Ethan Page said, I plucked you. I like you. the storytelling. I, I, so do I. See, I, I like that they do that. I plucked you from obscurity. You'd still be living in your car if, it not, if not for me. Thank you for not touching me next week in this coffin match. 
I'm going to take you out. It's going to be such a good match tonight. And then he said, Jim Ross, I don't have a very peaceful, easy feeling about this match next week. And then Ethan Page, good, because you shouldn't. <laughs> good, because you shouldn't. Imagine it's The Undertaker. Oh, By God, that's Mark Calloway. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's The Reaper. What? Hey. Ha-ha, <laughs> see? I have that trademark. Taking it. Nope, he's taking it. That's, that's, I have that trademark. That's The Man Who's Dead. Uh... The, yeah, that's the man who's dead. <laughs> the man who's dead. It's the funeral director. <laughs> <laughs> they just have. They do have a way of just like twisting up. Like, as we as we heard, as we'll hear later on in the night, they just have a way of taking old names from WWE and, and turning it around. Imagine um, they go through with the Eggman gimmick. <laughs> they should. They should. Be, it's it's the gobbledygooker. That'll be yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. We have uh, the three three man tag with Hager, Ortiz, and Santana taking on the uh, Pinnacles, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, and Wardlow. And uh, Pinnacle won, which they probably should have. Um, Amazing match too. It was a really good match. Yeah, uh, all their matches are, are impeccable. Yeah, the the Pinnacle and, and Inner Circle put on really good matches. Um, we are, and we had the we early in the night we had the uh, the promo with uh, the Good Brothers um, and Carl uh, Anderson. And he's yes. ta- he's going to take on John Moxley uh, for the IWGP U.S. Championship belt uh, tonight. Yep. That is tonight. Fighter Fest night one. Which I could see him dropping that. Okay. I could see John dropping the title. All right. And his ball tail. And then uh, MJF with the uh, – oh, so this one. MJF and Chris Jericho having the in-ring standoff. So basically sitting at a table about to talk. And some asshole comes barging into the ring. It was a fan. It wasn't just like a, a wrestler. It was a fan. And he gets his ass kicked. Security comes and takes him away. And he gets arrested. And Chris Jericho had a nice right hook on him, too. Did he? Oh, yeah. That must have been on another another uh, video. because I, I caught a, I caught a, a... Like a, a fan video? A, a, a camera video. A fan video. Phone camera video. Because okay. it, was, it wasn't a fan. And the only reason I know that is because they shot behind, like directly behind Justin Roberts. Got it. And Justin Roberts had an epic takedown. Really? Yeah. Like wow. the guy is on the apron. And you know how it was the elevated apron that mm-hmm. leads right into the ring? Mm-hmm. Justin Roberts just gets both of his feet. The guy just drops to the ground. Doesn't Justin Roberts. I guess you have to. That's something too, man. I guess you have to like. If you're in the business and you're like in that ring, you can't be a pussy and just like stand back. Like you have to, like protect yeah. protect your own. Yeah, absolutely. like this guy came in and gets his ass kicked. Um, and Jericho just with the the line, I should have let him kick your ass. <laughs> I sh- um, they, uh, yeah. So they're, they're basically they had this match. She said, uh, you had um, uh, who was it? Uh, Moxley go through basically the the different stipulations, so I'm going to have you do the same thing. So Jericho basically has to defeat every member and of Cody. Pinnacle and Cody, every member of Pinnacle before you get to me. He then shook his hand, and then uh, Jericho would not let go of the handshake and gave him the Judas effect, and that was the end of that. Um, let's see here, uh, Shivani interviewing Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, uh, before uh, Fighter Fest Night Two against Nyla Rose. Uh, my personal assistant Reba was forced to enter the ring last week, and she was hurt. Tony Khan should feel terrible. All for what? So Vicky could bring you Andrade El Idolo. I almost died being power bombed through a table by Nyla Rose. You're never getting this title back. I'm going to beat you in two weeks of Fighter Fest Night Two. I'm not 
just sending you to the back of the line. I'm sending you back to obscurity. <laughs> Oof. Oh, oh. She said that to who? Nyla Rose? Nyla right? Rose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, the debut of Andrade, El Idolo, against uh, Matt Seidel. And I, I like his, his in-ring gear. I like his uh, his black mask uh, gimmick. Uh, so he gets the win on that one, of course. Uh, next week announced, next week, no, today, that Matt Hardy is taking on Christian Cage. Uh, Shivani interviewing Arn Anderson in the ring. Arn Anderson about to speak. And the lights go out again. I, it's it's just weird, man. It's, they come back live and come back live. I don't know what you're making sounds for. Um, <laughs> they come back live. And they have technical difficulties, but the lights come back on. And who's standing in the ring but this guy in black? Who? 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 This guy in who? black. And uh, to- with a funky eye because it got taken out on steel steps. <laughs> Listen, He's telling the story, man. That's that's storytelling. When you can tell a story from, from one organization and bring it to another, it is Alistair Black. I mean Tony End. I mean Malachi Black. <laughs> so yeah. we have gone through the iterations of names. And he is now in AEW. And why is he now in AEW as opposed to two more months from now? As opposed to his 90-day contract as opposed to his 30? WWE done fucked up. They done fucked up because they took him from NXT and instead of extending them like he does, they do everybody else on their 30-day to a 90-day extension, they left it mistakenly on a 30-day extension uh, and uh, no compete. And they, what they didn't a change fucking it. oversight. They didn't change that. So I know. So unreal. And the next day, if you read if you read reports, the next day they contacted Buddy Murphy and to make sure that he had a ninety day. <laughs> Frantically calling. Frantically him. called him. They screwed that up so bad that that was the greatest coup that Tony Khan could have pulled off. Is that to get him in thirty days? And yep. you had Zelina Vega, his wife, just sign an extension with WWE. Oh, maybe there's a chance of Alistair Black coming back. Nope. Stood in the ring with Arn Anderson and kicked him in the head. Bye bye, bitch. <laughs> kicked, kicked Arn Anderson in the head, and the camera. I'm sure you missed by a mile, but his fall made the, his, the microphone just flip, like do these three three sixties, which was very impressive. Cody in the ring. Cody comes in the ring, and uh, really, please to put a cap on the microphone. Yeah, Arn Anderson hit the floor before the microphone did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how high he threw it. That's how high he threw it, and how fast he he hit the ground. Uh, Cody comes in the ring to protect him. And Black is kind of backing up, and then Spin Roundhouse kicks him too. And we have the debut of Malachi Black. Alistair Black yes. is now an age. Not Tommy End. Not Tommy End. As not Tommy End. As, uh, Excalibur, as Excalibur pointed, pointed out, out to everybody. Yes, that's a man that he used to wrestle on the on the indie, on the independent scenes in Germany. Mm-hmm. He was known. That man was known as Tommy End. This man is this not, is not Tommy, Tommy End. This man is not Tommy End. This is Malachi Black. Malachi Black. We have. I wonder if they're going to do an alter ego thing. That would be cool. But we have, we like have that though. Matt, Matt Hardy does that. Yeah. Also, Mick Foley did it. But you this know, is very true. Gives him credit you, for it. More famous than that. Um, ooh, we are going long. We need to wrap this up. Uh, so yeah, we are going. Long. We are going very long. Um, it's a long show, everybody. Enjoy. Um, we, we're we're now going into overtime. Enjoy the, sh- the free show. Uh, so Malachi Black is now in AEW. That's awesome news. Uh, the news of the night. Uh, Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy defeating Bunny and Blade. Um, Let's see here. They had some UFC stars, Amanda Nunes and uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal were in the ring. They, there you go. They didn't even talk to him. They basically had this this guy just go on. Dan Lambert just went on and on and on until uh, Lance Archer just kicked his ass. I, I didn't really. That was the one part of the show I didn't really get. Um, and then the main event, 
Which... I think it was because they couldn't do any like legally. They can't touch Jorge Masvidal or Amanda Nunes because they're both. Under but that just fell flat. Understood. That, that's all well and good, but it just fell flat. Like it just it doesn't make sense. Who I, I know who this guy is because they I said think it. they were appealing to a very niche sect. Very. of the wrestling community. Very. It just and there's one. I'm going to say roughly one out of every three people in that sect because neither I nor you knew who that was. But Stephen did. Steven, so that's she, why there's, I'm there's going your, with my one, one and three. <laughs> I knew who the two of them were. I knew who they, they were off the bat immediately. Yeah. Um, I would assume every wrestling fan knows who Jorge, Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes are. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, they are the bigger names in the sport right now. It just, it, yeah, I it just, it, I could have done without that. Um, and then the main event, which was uh, Young Bucks taking on uh, Eddie Kingston. And Penta for the uh, the titles and, uh, and another amazing match. Another yeah, absolutely amazing match uh, to the point where it got very physical and very violent. Uh, fast forwarding to the end of the match where they, <laughs> my boy Eddie introduced uh, thumbtacks into the ring. And how does the match thumbtacks end? thumbtacks on live television? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and how does the match end though? With the Young Bucks shoving thumbtacks into Kingston's mouth. Giving him the super kick and him spitting out the thumbtacks yeah. out of his mouth. What? Yeah, that wasn't cool. What a visual! <laughs> what a visual! That wasn't cool. Uh, it wasn't cool for him. It was cool for us to watch. And thank, thank you, Eddie, for for sacrificing your mouth <laughs> for. Thank uh, you, Eddie, uh, for for doing that. But yeah, that was a. I've never seen that before in my life. Uh, someone getting super kicked with uh, thumbtacks in their mouth and spitting them out. But that was the end of the match. They retained the titles, and it was just a hell of a night um, all around. And Fighter Fest is tonight. Um, let's see here. We have I had this at a time. Nope, don't. Uh, the Fighter Fest. John Moxley versus Carl right, Anderson for the IWGP US. I mean, I don't have it. I'm just going off memory, so right. I would look it up. Um, uh, for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship, and. There are other people wrestling. <laughs> there are other people wrestling. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, That's what I'm assuming is going to be the main event. Oh, Ricky Starks Dar- against uh, Darby Allen uh, versus Brian Cage. Darby Allen versus Easy oh, yes. Page. Coffee match. John Moxley, Carl Anderson. We have Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. I'm actually looking forward to that match for the FTW Championship. FTW Championship. Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. I'm wearing my black. I'm wearing my black and uh, black and orange because uh, I support Ricky Starks being the new championship tonight. I can see that happen. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Uh, Hangman is going to speak. And we have uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Penelope Ford. And that is your night one. And that is happening tonight at Cedar Park, Cedar Park, Texas. Right outside of Fort Worth. There you go. I think. I am all about it. That's happening in less than an hour. So it is time for me to go. Anything else before we head on out here? Uh, I recently purchased American Rebel cigars that I can't wait to try. So I'm supporting the wrestlers. The Cody, the Cody burned a brand. The Cody and Frankie Kazarian. Oh, look at that one. Interesting. Yeah, they went halvesies. Interesting duo. They went halvesies. So I was also really happy that I got Impressive a sticker case, that by the says, way. this is the worst year I've ever lived in. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive case. Yes. I like it. Although it was cardboard. It's fine. It was cardboard. Yeah. But the visual effect around it was good. Yeah. It's just sitting currently right next to my uh, two bottles, which after the end of the month is going to be one bottle of a uh, little bit of the bubbly nice. and my signed picture of 
John Silver and Alex Reynolds right behind it. You would think that we were re- recapping uh, Mania today, but we went off on a huge tangent with uh, between F9. it was and, F9 and uh, Hulk Hogan's and first Hogan, six opponents. Yes, that all that are all dead. <laughs> this is what you get when you get an extra long show. That's what you're gonna. That's the topics that we we talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. Anything else uh, besides cigars uh, and living the good life? That's it. Oh, good. Living the good life. Um, I'm great, my friends, as well. And uh, thank you for asking. And again, from <laughs> tickets, tickets go on sale this Friday, awtix.com. Uh, shameless plug. And hit us up, please, on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about this this Sunday also, uh, Money in the Bank. We will get into all the recapping results next week. Until then, my name is Chris Mindell, along with The Reaper. Trademarked. Joe Black. Trademark, that's right. If anybody uses it, they got to pay me and me only. Peace. You've heard it here first. The Sons of Slam podcast.